the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald is the new big action-packed movie opening this weekend. Matt Smith is here to talk about that and other movies that are opening at the Riverdale 10, the Hot Springs uh, VIP Cinema, the Cabot VIP uh, Cinema, and uh, the Cersei VIP Cinema. Free bird. Good stuff, baby. Good stuff. But I got to tell you. Off the off the top of it, the, I went and saw uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them back a couple of years ago. Fell asleep in the movie. My wife said I slept for forty five minutes, so I missed half the movie. You know, we sell coffee. I well, I understand it, but that's how Just boring. Trying to help you. That movie was boring, plain, flat out boring. In fact, the people who now have gone and seen the Crimes of Grindelwald are saying. It's so much better than the first one. Well, I agree with that. And it is. It was good. I agree with that. Give it an 85. If it had been edited a little tighter, maybe take 15, 20 minutes more out of it, I'd give it a 94. Well, it's hardcore, you know, Harry Potter, you know, they'll want that 20 minutes, man. Well, get it on the DVD. They're on point on that Get it on the DVD. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're like Star Wars fans they're gonna have the cloaks on tonight when they come out the whole bit man i mean it's we had a pretty good turnout uh there at uh cabot vip last night yeah it's it's uh that's definitely a cabot movie i mean we are uh we're continuing our remodel there we we got all of our carpet installed and uh got all our new carpet installed in those eight auditoriums so we got that wrapped up and they start installing all the new drapes tonight can i ask you a question about the carpet how did you do that without Having that uh, adhesive smell left behind. Now that's that's for the carpet installers, man. I don't even know. Okay. okay. I mean, you seriously, got me. you can't you got tell me. that they put it in. You got me. Typically, Boy. you know, you walk in and you walk out of the movie high. Well, <laughs> I think you've been, going to movies in, you've been going to the movies in Colorado. No. no, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> just saying that, that adhesive, man. Woo, well, we got all the new carpet in, all eight auditoriums. Good, yeah. Looks Start good. Start putting in the new drapes tonight. Okay. And then uh, next week, we'll start installing some new lighting. Uh, we've got some new kitchen equipment coming and a commercial freezer, commercial refrigerator. Got that coming in. And then the Monday after Thanksgiving, which I believe is Monday, November 26th, we'll start the restroom remodel. So things are moving cool. right along there in Cabot. Yes, moving right along. So real happy to see that. And then uh, in Hot Springs, we uh, they are pouring the foundation for the addition in Hot Springs. Good. So that's moving Things along. Things are moving good for you. Yeah, I hope to have uh, hope to have those new screens open in uh, in in May, maybe the first Friday in May at the latest. There's a there big in, push for the summer Hot Springs for the summer movie viewing. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's coming in. Now we've got uh, new carpet and new drapes going in the the current screens there in Hot Springs. Uh, but in Hot Springs, we're building an entirely new parking lot, new front facade, uh, expanded and remodeled restrooms, all new carpet and drapes. And then the new screens will be stadium seating with uh, 4K digital projection and Dolby Atmos sound. And they should be open that, that first Friday there in May in Hot Springs. 
Uh, our our remodel continues in Cabot, uh, so we'll get things looking uh, looking better there for you. You'll see some some new looks when you come out for uh, Thanksgiving, All right. and probably in the spring. Um, we're going to add recliners to the Cersei location, so we'll do that in the spring. So, don't ever say mm-hmm. that uh, Matt Smith does not bend back the money that he makes at his locations and doesn't upgrade his business because that's what you do. We do. I mean, we want you know the newest we can, even though we're in small towns. We want the newest stuff out there. We want the new options and. Uh, get something new and improved for the customer, whether that's our food and beverage or, you know, our, our sound or a seating or projection or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, when people when people support local, uh, you know, when you've got people that, that, you know, live in Cabot, shop in Cabot, they, you know, live in Hot Springs, shop in Hot Springs, live in Searcy, shop in Searcy, you know, that's big for your, for your local business, sure. for your local economy. There's no doubt. Yeah, I go out and, uh, you know, go to walmart and i refuse to you know i'm driving home from work i need to pick up milk and things of that nature and you know i'll be linda say well why don't you stop there at uh, in jacksonville i go no i don't want to i'm gonna go to the cabot walmart well why it's a big because the sales tax stays in cabot then it adds up i mean you know you, you it adds up and if you want good things for your town i mean you know you want to you know, adequate police and fire protection and, you know, good streets and sanitation yep. and infrastructure, drainage. And, you know, you, you want a good water department. You want to support your town. I mean, why don't you give your tax dollar to a place you don't live? You and know? it's why I go to Cabot VIP Cinema. I could drive into, to uh, you know, here into the into the city. I could go to the, to the west side towards Bryant and, and, and go there for a reclaim. But why do that when I got it right in Cabot? Well, I don't know why you'd leave, if you live in Cabot, I don't know why you'd leave town to drive somewhere else to see the same movie. I agree. I'm in. I'm better equipment, in fact. In, in an inferior seat. Yes. With a less nice staff. With more expensive food in Little Rock. I mean, our staff will take care of you. Yes, There's they no do. doubt. I mean, yeah. we've, we've got some good people working there. We, you know, we've had the same manager for 15 years. You know they're in Cabot. I haven't seen so. Joe lately. He's he's still there. I know. Well, but. I mean he's he's been out there during the day with all this remodel. Oh, so okay. you know, so, so he's dealing with the, yeah. The so okay. he's dealing with those guys that are putting in tile, putting in carpet, putting in lights, putting in drapes. Is he's that dealing what with Taylor's them. doing too? Is yeah, Taylor's in? been there. Now Taylor Taylor probably be there tonight since okay. Friday night. He'll be around there. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, I guess Martinez was there last night. Yeah, when he stopped by. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's 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 learning the ropes. Yeah, he's, he's learning doing good ropes. though. He's, he's good. I'm, I'm proud of the he's staff. I, I like them. They go to training. They go to all the classes, and you know they go to Dale Carnegie and Arkansas Hospitality Association, things like that. And it's it's been good. We got we got some good people, and we know them, and they stick around. I mean, uh, you know, Lee's been there six years, and Joe's been there fifteen years. That's hard so. to believe Lee's been there that long. Yeah, yeah, kid's good. Yeah, he's he is good. good, and he. Look, he started with uh, you up in Cersei, right? Yes, yes. He, yeah. Well, I mean, he's been with me a total of six years. I mean, he's he was Cabot, in Cersei what, for three. Years? Yeah, he's probably in Cersei. He's probably in Cabot two years now. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Because I, I had to run into him when he's you know taking tickets or you know taking care of uh, the, of the people that are there, or he's sitting with the crowd and watching the movie. Right, right. Now he does come out there. He goes you know, to a lot day of off, watches, watches the movie. Yeah, that's true. He goes to a lot of them. That's one of the perks of working there. You know, you get all the movies for free. So a lot of people like that. You know? I'm sure like if that, you're a so. cinephile, you'll definitely yeah. like that. I mean, that's one of the reasons to apply. You yeah, know, it get is. Get in on that. You're yeah. still looking for people? Always. 
always always trying to hire some good people in the uh uh holiday season in the summer and we've got people that just stay and there's something about it you know working at the movies kind of gets in your blood and, and they stay and we've got some some long-term people that have been with us for quite some time and i have people contact me from time to time do you need a manager well no i don't because we'll, we'll hire somebody in and you know they'll spend a year or two in the concession stand then they'll move to projectors and they'll spend mm-hmm. a year or two there and then they'll get to be a manager well i mean if you've been there that long you really want to be there and oh you, yeah you really want to manage a movie theater and you're not going to leave so i have a lot of entry-level positions and then if you don't buy into the culture you tend not to make it that long you know if you don't buy into the culture of what's going on there the people that have been there for a long time will move you on and try somebody new so you know i mean it's all about the service it's that hometown feel well, you got a family you know? there you know what oh and that's what we you, call it film and you, family and you want to be you know kind of uh you know you want to make sure that the person fits in with the culture. Yes. I mean, that's what we call it. We call it film family. That's that's what we talk about. That's what we ha- the how how we want to do it. And there's a certain way we want to pe- treat the people that are coming in the front door. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way we want to talk to the customers. A certain way we want to present that. And you have to buy into that because we see the same people. I mean, the customer coming in the cabin is the same customer over and over again. Same for Cersei. Same for Hot Springs. I mean, even at Riverdale. And and that's what's been such a good blessing about Riverdale. I mean, we are in, in in a way we are a small town movie theater there at Riverdale. Yeah, because the people there in the Heights use that theater as their local the, theater. The Heights, Hillcrest, Riverdale, and downtown Little Rock. Those four neighborhoods. That's our core. That's where our customers come from. And even at Riverdale, even though we're in Little Rock, we see the same people over and over again. They come there. That's where they're going to go. They shop that area. That's the restaurants they go to. That's the movie theater they go to. That's the grocery stores they go to. And they come back over and over again. They watch all of our, their movies with us. And, and that's where they're going to go to see their blockbusters. Now, we do have a lot of people that come in from outside of the Riverdale area to the Riverdale Theater to watch some of the cool independent films that we play. Yeah. Well, you play a lot of them. Well, like this week, for example, today we have Boy Erased, which has an Arkansas connection. Got a 90 today in the Democrat Gazette. Uh, Philip says one of the best movies he's seen. Um, and... You know, it's it's based on an Arkansas book, right? And people will come in to watch that because we're the only theater playing it. And it's on the front page of the style section of Democrat Gazette today, top of the fold. And we'll have people that comes out to watch that, just like we're playing Beautiful Boy with Steve Carroll. That's exclusive with us. Uh, we're playing Melissa McCarthy. She's in a serious role. Yeah. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? That's exclusive with us. And so we will have people from outside the neighborhood come over for the independent films. They're independent film fans. And they come out to the theater and frequent the theater. And, you know, everybody likes the, the free popcorn bucket that we have. we got the 2019s on sale now. And our regulars get that bucket, and they bring it back in with them. And, you know, you can use that bucket at all four locations. You just buy the popcorn bucket. And every Wednesday, uh, you come out for a movie. Your popcorn's free all night. You can take some popcorn home with you. And if you want to get that big 200-ounce bucket refilled, it's just $4 um, Thursday through Tuesday. And that's good, you know, every Wednesday of the year, even holiday Wednesdays. So, uh, yeah, check us out at Riverdale10.com, and you can see what's playing. Um, and, and you know, we'll be open, um, you know, 365 days a year. So, of course, we're open on Thanksgiving. And currently uh, at the theater, if you um, you want to come out this weekend, of course, we've got the new movies. I mean, we got the stuff that came out this weekend, like uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, which mm-hmm. Dave watched last night. Good movie. Playing Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. 
Uh, we're playing Boy Race, which we just talked about. Got a 90 today in the Democrat Gazette, and it's an exclusive for us. All right. Hold on right there. Uh-huh. Russ, you went and saw Instant Family last night. What was your take on it? Dude, after being uh, going through the fostering process, that's one of those movies. If you if you are fostering, if you are thinking about fostering, there is the the truth of that is is in this movie. The ups, the downs, the goods, the bads, the uglies. It's all in there. This movie will take you on that emotional roller coaster ride that you expect those movies to take you on. And that's I, I got to tell you, if you're thinking about it, go see the movie. You will enjoy this movie. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. Uh, that that's all I can tell you about it. And, and that's true, everything that he just said. And I'm glad to get that perspective. But a lot of people are saying it's the best Mark Wahlberg movie they've seen in quite some time. It really is. He did an awesome job in it. Yes. And, and you know, you think of him as kind of the, the action person, you know, the action star or whatever. But now what do you think about him in this movie? He he did a re- he did an awesome job. He really did. It You know, you, you, you've seen him in, in Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. This is more of uh, of Wahlberg being uh being a parent and it's it's really awesome heartwarming film very much so different role for him not a not a goofball role like the movies you mentioned and not an action star or anything like you know being the hero in you know mile 22 or deepwater horizon this is a different role for him it but, really is, but I he mean, kills it. He's great. You know, you you expect to see him in 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 Daddy's Home with a bit of a goofball role, but he did play a bit of a he he was a, a parent in that movie, but in a different, as you say, goofball way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not in this. This is a very, very wholesome this. film. Very wholesome film. Very good film. Definitely, definitely. Still on and, and new this week too. Also, we're playing Widows, which is new this week. Um, kind of a kind of a heist film where uh, some ladies owe money uh, to the mob. Uh, their husbands have been uh, they have to they have to assume the debt of their husbands. Uh, so they pull a heist. Uh, wonderful, great reviews on Widows. Uh, that's also new this week at Riverdale. Uh, we're still playing Overlord. Uh, Doctor Seuss is the Grinch. Uh, PG uh, still on the screen at Riverdale. It's a hit. Kids love it. Families love it. Two thumbs up. Uh, we're playing the girl in the spider's web. Still have Bohemian Rhapsody. We still have a star is born, and of course, uh, exclusive with us. Not only you know new today, boy race, but also exclusive with us with Melissa McCarthy is Can You Ever Forgive Me? And we're also playing exclusively the new Steve Carroll film, Beautiful Boy. So you go to Riverdale10 dot com and buy your tickets. And these are our features through Tuesday the twentieth. Uh, starting Wednesday the twenty first, we'll have Ralph breaks the internet. That's Wreck It Ralph two from Disney. We will have Creed 2 uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we'll have Robin Hood with Jamie Foxx on Wednesday. Uh, also on Wednesday, we will have uh, Front Runner, uh, the new movie about uh, Gary Hart's political campaign. Uh, that's going to start on Wednesday. Uh, so, so really um, a lot for you to choose from this holiday season uh, at Riverdale 10. And I don't want to forget about Green Book. Uh, which also starts uh, next Wednesday with Viggo Mortensen. Um, so, and in fact, these all have Tuesday night early screenings. Ralph breaks the internet. Robin Hood, Creed, and Green Book, and Front Runner all start Tuesday night. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. dot uh, com. A couple other points of interest: uh, we are playing Antiquities, which is an Arkansas-made motion picture um, with Mary Steenburgen. 
and uh, the film was shot in Arkansas and shot in uh, Little Rock, North Rock area, and that um, that's coming up Monday night, the 26th at 7 and 9.15, and those tickets are on sale, too, at Riverdale10.com. Go to the website. Uh, you got a link there to like our Facebook page and follow our events. We have a special screening every week, 52 weeks out of the year at Riverdale. Uh, you can uh, download the free Theater Group mobile app right there at the website, and, of course, buy your advanced tickets. Uh, for your reserved seating, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, uh, 40 different beers, 10 different wines, full food menu, cheeseburgers, french fries, chicken tenders, mozzarella cheese sticks, toasted ravioli, fresh handcrafted made-to-order pizza, ice cream, pie, pretzels, hot dogs, corn uh, dogs, you're making candy. Me hung- you're making me hungry. The theater group free popcorn bucket. Yeah, you can buy your new one now for 2019. 2019's on sale. And stop by the... Uh, the free butter stand with the uh, eight different popcorn salt flavors, too, when you're my there. My downfall. It's my downfall. I come right around. I drop ticket off, turn to the right, and, uh, man, I just grease it up, buddy. He's, he's one of those guys that uh, layers his popcorn. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can't layers really it lay it. Now, what I do is I get a straw. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to give you some inside mm-hmm. information. About an eight-year-old boy gave me this information. <laughs> Take a straw. Put it over where the butter comes out of, and then push the button, and you can stick the straw deep down in your popcorn, and then you can move it up, and you can layer the butter in your popcorn. It works, baby. From the mouths of babes. Yeah, I'm telling you, it works. All right. Inside popcorn scoop, brother. Get the first break here. Got to do that. Applied research. Clinical research studies exploring the safety and effectiveness of uh, investigational drugs. You can be a qualifying participant, make some money. That's right. You can be compensated for these, you know, get into these uh, drugs that are just about ready to hit the market. They got to pass your final approval, basically, to be able to be done that way. All you need to do to make some money off of it, go to ARCArkansas.com, ARCArkansas.com, and um, when you get there, you'll find all the different studies. You got pull down uh, screen there. You can fill in all the information, see what the requirements are. If you qualify, you can be in one of these studies. Uh, ARCArkansas.com or call them 501 954 7822. That's 501 954 7822. Twenty-two. His hat to me. Yeah, they they make uh, they make they start out making guitar straps, and then uh, they expanded from guitar straps to uh, to camera straps and some other uh, small leather goods, satchels, and things like that. Then they started doing hats. That's so pretty they, cool looking hat. Yeah, they do like uh, limited limited runs of hats. It's got two and, battle axes on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and so these that's this is the only hats I wear. If I wear a hat here, it's it's. It's from One Red them, Monkey huh? Workshop, yeah. Okay, yeah. redmonkeyworkshop.com? Uh, probably redmonkey.com or Red Monkey Hats, yeah. Okay, I had yeah. to check them out. Yeah. Who yeah. was the guy that was so big here about four or five years ago? I mean, really, really huge. The women, all the women wanted to wear his hats. And mm. now you don't even hear his name anymore. Like I don't know. Dis- like he disappeared. I'll have to ask my daughter. Yeah. I mean, right. I remember uh, 18 years old well that would be eight years ago so she wanted one for christmas okay stupid hat was like 75 bucks okay and i was like you're sure you're wanting this because this is what you're getting (laughs) i don't know yeah you got me 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, All not, different colors. Kind of a kind of had a look like uh, uh, you know the Deadheads or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. had that kind of a vibe okay. to it. So I'll find out. I'll let you know the next time we get together, which will not be for a few weeks because we won't be here next week because it's uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Then uh, you're on your way to Branson. I'll be back here, but you'll be in Branson. Yeah. And then uh, we'll get back together again in three weeks. Yes. Make yes. that happen. Now, yes. you're leaving at Christmas time. Yes. You're going somewhere where it's warm. Is back, that right? Yeah, back to Turks. Back to Turks, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I need to get down there because you just tell me so many good things about that place. Yeah, I mean, if you want to dive. I mean, if you're going to do water sports. Like, if you want to do um, stuff on land and you want to see some cool, unusual things, mm-hmm. you know, Costa Rica is awesome. You know, Costa Rica is great. Panama is good, too. Uh, those are two really good spots. Belize is awesome. Uh, if you want to get down there and uh, so you know, they go with Central America for them, right? Yeah, I mean, if yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, Belize, Costa Rica, or Panama. But I mean, I really like Costa Rica and Belize. And you know, we want to do stuff like get into the rainforest, do some whitewater rafting, go canoeing. You can repel some waterfalls, uh, get out and see some wildlife, go to some nature preserves. Um, Costa Rica and Belize are awesome for that. Panama good too, but the other two are better. Well, you really went nuts over Costa Rica. Yeah, it's awesome. You, went. you said it's just unbelievably beautiful. Oh, it is. It was great. It was great. Yeah, that 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 was a wonderful, wonderful place, and I really enjoyed that. But now, if you if you want to do the water, um, you know, especially if you're going to dive, um, Turks and Caicos is the best. You need some place where it's clear. Yeah, if you're going to scuba dive, Turks and Caicos is the best. And you know, I know people talk about the Bahamas. They talk about Grand Cayman and. You know, they talk about the Dominican Republic and, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, Barbados and all that. But having done all that, uh, Turks is the best place to dive. So now, if you can do anything in the water and if, you, and if you want a perfect beach, Turks and Caicos is the spot. By the way, the last time that you went out to the Bahamas, you went to that uh, what, Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I sat back and you gave me a great laugh, the picture of you with the helmet on. And you were standing on in the water and down underneath uh, the sharks. Yeah, the yeah. sharks. That was good. That was fun. That shark dive was fun. So how do you keep yourself from getting bit? Yeah, shark. I mean, you know, I think they are incredibly well fed, and I mean, <laughs> I would not do something stupid. I mean, I saw a guy try to reach out and grab one. No, I mean that's kind of dumb. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he'd had maybe too much rum before he went on that dive. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, um, and and the Bahamas are cool. Don't get me wrong; it's just not one of my favorite spots. Uh, Turks is is far better for diving and everything. Well, and if you're the gonna, Bahamas are over commercialized. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're going to do something, uh, you want to get out and have a party. You want to get out and have a good time. Uh, you know, you 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 want to see something incredibly unusual. Uh, that's Cuba. I mean, Cuba by far is just incredible. I mean, it's just it is so different than everywhere else. And the food and the coffee and the cigars and the rum and the hospitality of the people, uh, it's, it's, it's just an incredible spot. Like Havana, I mean, you talk about a nightlife. I mean, the, the, every, every cafe, every bar, every restaurant has live music. Uh, it is just an incredibly inspiring place to be around those people. And, you know, the history's still there. I mean, they're still using those old buildings. They might be right. falling in around them. <laughs> they're still using them, you know. So – if you really want to get into some super duper diving where mm-hmm. you can really see some stuff, mm-hmm. travel a little distance. Go mm-hmm. to Guam. Go to the Marianas chain of islands out there. Diving's fantastic. And I was lucky enough to be stationed there during the Air Force. But you can still go diving and see, you know, the the landing craft and everything from World War II that was sunk as they were trying to do their 
water attacks. Now, people talk about that and, and Australia. You know, if you're going out there, how great, great the great dive barrier. is in Australia. Yes. And, you know, I've been to Hawaii. Hawaii's cool. That's great. But in this hemisphere, yes, it's by far Turks and Caicos number one. Belize okay. number two by right. far in this hemisphere. All right. There you, you go. Know. But I'm, you know, if you can ever travel, go to Guam in the Marianas. It's amazing. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of history. And you'll, you'll come away with a whole newfound respect for the men and women who fought during World War II. <coughs> You would hope. In the Pacific Theater. You would hope. Yes, you would hope. I mean, Harsh. like you mentioned the Bahamas. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, Hawaii's a little over-commercialized, you know. Yes. You know, Hawaii. But it I depends. Mean, if, yeah. you, if you Where get you away go. from the big island, you, yeah. you're going to find things that are a lot nicer. Yes. You know, kind Absolutely. of laid back. I like going over to Hawaii just because you get 20 miles, not even 20, you get five miles off of that main drag out there. And it's like you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, nowhere. You're in the middle of a jungle. It's amazing. Really cool. Very cool. Did you see where they've started? They've already finished the new Godzilla movie that's coming out next year. Godzilla. The 2020 Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. Started filming Tuesday. Oh, man. I can't I wait for that what? one. That's going to be just Look out pardon, now. pardon the pun, it will be a monster hit. Look out now. It's going to be a good one. I'm, yeah, it'll be fun. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. So did you sit down and go see Overlord? I have not seen Overlord. I know you have. Oh, it's great. Uh, I am just not a um, horror movie fan. I'm not a horror movie guy. And, you know, I stay pretty booked up with all the stuff I've got going on with family and just work and everything. So I've got to kind of be selective if I'm going to, you know, pick a film for me to watch. I'm thinking you know. you're going with your family to go see Wreck-It Ralph. Well, um, <laughs> we, we last weekend we had my daughter's birthday party, and then uh, I took her to the Sugar Plum Ball last night. Uh, but uh, tomorrow morning uh, we're all going to see The Grinch. All right. Doing that tomorrow morning. And then uh, Sun- Huge box office. Yes, yes. Going to see that. Take them to see The Grinch tomorrow morning. And then Sunday we're going to uh, Paw Patrol Live. Oh yeah, the Robinson playing. Center. Yeah. That'll I be good for the kids. And seeing the Nutcracker and the Four Realms movie on Monday because they're out of school. And uh, one day next week, I don't know which day. We'll definitely go to Ralph Breaks the Internet. Good Disney picture. Yeah, no I, doubt. Comes out Tuesday. Did you see the trailer? The new trailer. And I, I was really, I was worried about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for next year, it comes out mm-hmm. Dumbo. Oh, it's going to be massive. Yeah, the it's trailer is wonderful We're excited about that next year is is definitely the year of disney you've got you've got dumbo out there you've got a new avengers movie you've got a new captain america uh i mean it's just disney's 2019 is is incredible an incredible captain marvel comes yes that looks year. good so you tell me what do you consider the the be the the first age for a child to try to sit through a motion picture uh i don't know i mean i maybe three uh oh absolutely yeah i mean depending on the film a three-year-old can do it no doubt about it you go to the right film a three-year-old can do that yes okay i yeah, totally see, agree my my grandson now is he'll be two he's not old enough yet he no, doesn't have no, the not time quite, not quite it's going to be two in february so i'm thinking towards next next uh summer yeah that he might be ready and i have to watch what the kid movies are going to be because yeah. i want yeah 
I, granddad wants to take him on his first yeah, movie yeah, well, you know, experience. You I know mean, Toy, Toy Story 4 is out next year. That's right. He'd yeah. enjoy that. Frozen 2 is out next year. I mean, there's a lot of great, great films coming up in 2019. I mean, and we thought this year was going to be massive. Next this, year, maybe even bigger. Well, this year, will 2018 will be the uh, largest box office in the history of the movie, movie industry. Yeah, yeah. Today, today will be that. And not only that, I think, um, you know, we're going to set attendance records as well. I mean, it's 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 been a it's been a good year, a good slate of film, a really good mix. Uh, and they released them right this year. They didn't release them all at one time. Right, right. We've had some hits that have been strung out. But, I mean, you know, you look at – we've talked about what's coming up at Thanksgiving. But, I mean, if you look you look at December, I mean, you've got – Aquaman. You've got Aquaman in December. You've got – Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Engines. You know, that's that out there. That looks interesting. Mm-hmm. That yep. looks interesting. And I was really kind of worried about Aquaman and the last two trailers they put out have taken care of all of that spider-man up to the spider-verse that looks kind of interesting those five are in are in december they're going to be great uh and then uh you've got uh holmes and watson which looks like a really good comedy on christmas day uh-huh. uh marvin with steve carroll is in december uh you've got uh second act with jennifer lopez in december uh, at Riverdale, we'll have a cool little film mary queen of scots that's coming I'm up in december that. that looks mm-hmm. really good and uh, on the 14th, you've got Mule with uh, Clint Eastwood and, that and, looks uh, awesome. and Bradley Cooper. Um, that's going to be a great film. So December's got some strong films. Hey, if Clint Eastwood's in it, you know it's going to be good. This looks like well, another Gran Torino. Well, you had you, last December, you had. <laughs> He's you, a drug dealer. Yeah, you had the. Um, <laughs> you had Star Wars, which was a monster at the box office last December. He had Jumanji last December, which was also a monster yeah. at the box office. And, and to a lesser degree, um, you had The Greatest Showman, which which had some legs and played for a long time. Those three films dominated. But uh, this year, there are five to six really strong films, uh, really, really good box office on those, some great appeal to the movie-going public, and a couple of other films that, that, that look to be hits. I mean, all of those films we just mentioned, uh, Mule, Mary Poppins, uh, Mortal Engines, Spider-Man, Welcome to the Spider-Verse, um, of course, uh, Bumblebee, um, and and uh, to a lesser degree, Holmes and Watson. I mean, those are going to be hit. Those going to be hit films. People are going to watch those. It's something for everybody. You got you know, Spider Man's a cartoon for the kids. I mean, yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen the <laughs> have you seen the uh, trailer uh, for Mule yet? Yes. Where he's. He's broken down on the side of the road, and the, yes. and the state trooper pulls. Up. Yes, he's got a whole trunk full full of pot. Yes, oh. <laughs> that was too funny. It's great. Just Here, those me, two guys let together. Change, let me change that flat tire for you, sir. Those two no, guys together. Okay. <laughs> those two guys together, and and uh, you know, they both work for Warner Brothers. I yeah. mean, I don't know how you can go wrong. Yeah. 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 You want to talk about what's playing in Cabot? We're going to get to it. Are we there? Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll give you Cabot, Cersei, and Hot Springs when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you. All right. Now, we're going to give you a rundown of what's happening in Cabot, what's happening up in Cersei, what's happening down in Hot Springs. You're thinking about going out and see a movie tonight? Here you go. All right, in Dave's hometown, you can hit us at CabotVIPCinema.com. Just go to that website and buy your advance tickets. You reserve your seats there. We've got the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. 
Right there in Cabot, currently showing this week, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Instant Family, Widows, Overlord, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, The Girl in the Spider's Web, Bohemian Rhapsody, and The Nutcracker in the Four Realms from Disney. Starting Tuesday night, Creed Two. Also on Tuesday night, Robin Hood. And also Tuesday night, Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's Wreck-It Ralph 2. Go does to it, Cabot. Does it freak you out? Not freak you out, but I mean, just for me, I hadn't heard anything about a new Robin Hood movie until just about a week and a half ago. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're holding their push to about two weeks out. Typically, okay. they do that. I mean, that's when they gear up their media and social social media campaign and their TV advertising. Doesn't seem like about it's two weeks out. a whole lot of traction. About though. two weeks out. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of film out there's there. There's a lot of movies. It's out a competitive there. environment. Yep. You know, there's no doubt. Uh, and you've got uh, you know you've got your big six. Uh, you know, which is Disney, Warner, Universal, um, you know, Sony, um, you know, Fox, um, and Universal. of course Paramount. You know, those are your big six. You know, those six distributors. And those are your majors. And then uh, behind that is Lionsgate, which is a mini major. That's, you know, that would be number seven. Okay. And Robin Hood is from Lionsgate. Okay. So it's a little hard for those guys to get traction. Uh, That's why when you see, you know, idiots, you know, that deliver content like Netflix, you know, they get up one day and decide they're going to be a movie studio. Well, no, you're not. What do you think about Amazon and uh, Apple? Uh, making this alliance now uh no that's apple and a uh, uh, little distribution company called area 24 oh area 24 yeah, that's right yeah. uh i think that, that that's going to be more to the benefit of area 24 i believe i i i think that is smarter than you know getting out of your lane <laughs> you can't do everything all right you know it's, it's, it's i mean you know it, those guys deciding that they need to be a film studio would be like walmart waking up next week and saying man let's just let's make some movies you know we got all the money in the world we'll just let's go out here and spend you know 700 million dollars on a comic book movie yeah let's do that just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at everything that well that's you know? true that's absolutely and so yeah so netflix was great at content delivery and netflix does television very well i mean netflix if you want to watch and amazon both episode television you know netflix is good at that Amazon is getting good at getting a box to my house free of charge. Let's not get confused. Amazon right. is good at getting a box to your house free of charge. Netflix is good at delivering content. Netflix does not need to attempt to create content. That is a stupid move. But once uh, Disney launches their streaming service next year, and Disney has all the Disney product and all of the Fox product that they bought all of the Disney cartoons and Disney all television, the all the Marvel comic book stuff, all the X-Men comic book stuff, all the Star Wars, everything ever made by Disney and Fox. And that's not on Netflix anymore. They got some cut into your subscriber base there, bro. But whatever, you know, say you're a film studio. What, what's del- playing release up? your Come little on. movie. What's playing up in Cersei? Sell Netflix stock by <laughs> Disney. I'm telling you now, you heard it here first. Okay, Cabot, VIPCinema.com. I told you about all the films playing, The Nutcracker from Walt Disney and the Four Realms. Talked about the website. Go to the website, CabotVIPCinema.com, and download that free theater group mobile app. Like our Facebook page and follow the events. And, of course, check out the full food menu. Everything in Cabot is also at our theater in Searcy and in Hot Springs and at Riverdale. 
fresh made to order handcrafted pizza, chicken, chicken tenders, French fries, cheeseburgers, White Castle sliders, Nathan's hot dogs, State Fair corn dogs, Bavarian pretzels, nachos with real cheese and peppers. Of course, popcorn, soda, candy, water, ice cream, peanut butter pie, key lime pie, toasted ravioli, four cheese mozzarella cheese sticks. Hope I'm not leaving anything out. Full food menus at all four theaters. Go to CabotVIPCinema.com. Check out that full food menu. Buy your tickets in advance. Reserve your luxury leather electric recliner with table. Check that out in Cabot. And we're putting in all new carpet in Cabot, new lighting, all new drapes. We're remodeling our restrooms. Got a totally new and fresh look for you this Thanksgiving season in Cabot. Starting Tuesday, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Robin Hood, and, of course, Creed Two. Now, if you're down in the big city of Hot Springs, that's hotspringsvip.com. we got some new construction going on in Hot Springs. All new parking lot. All new expanded and remodeled restrooms. New carpet, new drapes, new tile. We're adding on screens in Hot Springs. These new screens will be open in May, and they will feature Dolby Atmos Sound. And, of course, electric leather, luxury recliners with tables and reserved seating. And, of course, 4K digital projection. In Hot Springs, you can buy your advanced tickets at hotspringsvip.com. Now showing Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Instant Family, Dr. Seuss is the Grinch, Bohemian Rhapsody, and the Nutcracker in the Four Rims from Walt Disney Pictures. Starting Tuesday, Ralph Breaks the Internet. So check that out, hotspringsvip.com. Like our Facebook page, follow our events, download the free Theater Group, Inc. mobile app. Go there to buy your advanced tickets and to get your reserved seats. Full food menu there in Hot Springs. Hot Springs is also serving beer and wine. Over six different wines and 20 different beers. Hot Springs, VIP, cinema.com. <coughs> if you're in Little Rock, that's Riverdale10.com. And, of course, at Riverdale, we've got over 40 different beers and 10 different wines. Riverdale10.com. If you are in Searcy... At CerseCinema.com. And again, like us on Facebook, download the free Theater Group mobile app, buy your advanced tickets right there at CerseCinema.com. Check out the full food menu. One minute to get the movies in. Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grimmerwald, Instant Family, Widows, Overlord, The Girl in the Spider's Web, Dr. Seuss is the Grinch, Bohemian Rhapsody, Nobody's Fool, Disney's The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, and Halloween. All playing at CerseCinema.com. Check out that full food menu, and we'll be installing recliners in Cersei this spring. All right. We got all the movies in. We'll come back, talk about a few of them, and some other things as well as we continue the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, moving to the 3 o'clock hour. Last half hour, Matt Smith, who is the uh, owner, Riverdale 10. Hot Springs VIP Cinema, Cabot VIP Cinema, Cersei VIP Cinema, uh, Cinema, and he is with us today. So let, me, let I want to go back and visit something that you were talking about okay. uh, in the last half hour, and that was about Netflix and mm-hmm. about yeah. Disney is ready to start their own streaming service. Yeah. Now, that's going to affect Netflix. It's mm-hmm. going to affect Amazon. Yeah. What do you? What does it do to people like Hulu and all these other streaming services? I mean, there's like a mom and pop streaming service popping up every six months now. They'll go away. I mean, you know, I think Disney will end up uh, owning, controlling Hulu. Yeah. 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 They're going to take it over, huh? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you just need to, you know, stay in your lane. 
You know, I mean, it, that, that's that's the thing. I mean, you can't be all things to all people. You know, Walmart realizes it's a retailer. So, you know, they continue to retail. I mean, that's it. It's doing something very well and efficient in a business like manner is different from creating art. OK, that's just a different deal. And just because Netflix is good at content delivery and Netflix is good at television does not mean they are good at making movies. And and I think this will this will show that, um, you know, they, they have been an alternative way to uh, see something that someone else has created. And so if you don't want cable or you don't want satellite, you know, or you don't want to buy DVDs or, you know, you don't want to, you know, get up off the couch and, you know, get those bonbons out of your hair and, you know, take a bath and shave and clean up and <laughs> stop eating fried bologna sandwiches and actually go to a movie theater, yeah. then Netflix could get that stuff to you on your phone or laptop, okay? I And, and you know, maybe you cut the cord. Maybe Netflix is cheaper for you than, than Comcast or it's cheaper than Dish or it's cheaper than DirecTV or whatever. Or, you know, maybe you just subscribe to that and, you know, if you can't get some things on there, you just live with it. I get all that. But that's different than trying to make movies that are on there. So what you're platform. saying is is that Netflix can make content, but content that's made for the person who views through Netflix. I think so. I mean, I think they're good at television. I think that, you know, that streaming service like Netflix um, – has the advantages of not being chained like broadcast television so they can you know say or do anything because it's paid so they're not under those fcc restrictions like hbo and they are requiring subscribers uh to pay uh for the service like hbo and so that allows them to make series good episodic television like hbo and i think netflix is far more comparative to hbo than a movie production studio okay taking about what you've said here i want i want people to just think for a moment what big television series they've seen recently that everybody has you know cried for them to take it to the big screen and they never did because of what you're just talking about for instance the sopranos now, granted, Gandolfini died, but there were, how many years was it after the show had stopped and everybody talked about they were going to do a Sopranos movie right. and it never happened because it's different to do a movie than it is to do the TV show. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if everybody could create art and get people to buy it, then every book... Every song, every album, every movie would be a hit. You know, it, it, it's harder to do that than people realize uh, because people re- remember the hits. They they don't, you know, know about the misses and talk that much about the failures because the failures are just gone. Well, we moved over to the next hot property. Give you a good example. The only series in my that pops to my mind immediately that went from television to went to movies and has, has hung around is Star Trek. Well, when you talk about that, you know, you're talking about a studio, Paramount Pictures, you know, through through a television entity owned by it, Viacom, mm-hmm. you know, developing Star Trek, 
so that was an in-house in-house piece of intellectual property and so the people that had curated that in the beginning and made that a tv show then released it as major motion pictures but it was all done in-house by them viacom started that in the first place which was a subsidiary of paramount pictures right so that's that that is a different animal just like if you were gonna if you're gonna take one of those hbo properties like the sopranos and you're gonna bring that to the big screen that would be distributed by warner brothers which is a major studio that owns hbo yeah it's going to be interesting because the one they're talking about is game of thrones right right i don't think it ever happened well if they can sign the deals and get the stars and you know things like that i mean one of the biggest reasons gets exponential when you talk movies one of the biggest reasons that the sopranos didn't happen is he didn't want to do that he wanted to get away from that character for a little while that's why the series ended you know, um, Gandolfini wanted to stop doing that character and do something else. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason the series ended. But David uh, Chase wanted to get away from it, too, didn't he? And and there was a, there was some time to, to walk away, and he wanted to star in other roles and do something else. Otherwise, they would have made the movie. Just like, um, well, just like uh, you've had the, the lead character leave The Walking Dead. And so The Walking Dead is going to try to continue on yeah, now with, left, without yeah. Andrew Lincoln. Uh, he is. He doesn't want to leave the character, uh, so they didn't kill the character off. He's going to make some movies. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but yeah, but um, he's still. You know, he, he wanted to get away from doing uh, TV on AMC all the time. Right. So, and and I think he would have had had a Sopranos movie if that hadn't been the case. But just like uh, you know, Walter uh, wanted to kill off that. You know, leave Breaking Bad. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And and I think that happens. You know, they do something. They do it for so long. They want to try their hand at something else. And at some point, they they hit 100 episodes. They got plenty of money. So they can kind of branch out and, and, and try some other things and develop their craft. Well, we were just talking. Viggo Mortenstein is coming out with a new movie where he's going to be a bouncer who's driving a black pianist around the South in the 1960s. Sounds interesting. Green Book. All right. Starts Tuesday at Riverdale 10. But Tickets n- on sale now. Riverdale10.com. But didn't have a production budget of $100 million. Like, uh, you know, the, the all the different ones. Lord of the Rings that he was in and, and, and whatnot. I mean, he hasn't done a, an action kind of big budgeted movie since Eastern Promises. Everything else has been kind of independent, small scale. I mean, even The Road was that way. I think that he wanted to get away from those. He wanted to get back to the organic making of a yes, movie. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I That's agree. what he was looking to do. I mean, I've I've read interviews with him. He seems like he's that kind of guy. Yeah, and, and you know, I know Netflix has a lot of money, and I know they will make some movies, and some of them will be worth watching. You know, I get that. But I think Netflix is doing what it's doing to get subscribers, just get people to sign up. So that's why they're doing – well, we're going to leave this movie out, and we're also going to do VOD. Yeah, and, and I, I think Which that's... ticks you off. I think that's dumb. It I like it, to bring this up to me. It, it irritates it doesn't, me. It doesn't tick me off. I you mean, don't show them, man. No, it, does, it doesn't tick me off. I mean, people are dumb. I mean, people do dumb things. I mean, you'll see a guy that's a successful dentist or real estate agent or doctor or whatever, and he thinks he needs to own a restaurant. I mean, they're idiots walking around in all ways, shapes, or forms. I mean, just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at everything, you know? I mean, yeah. that's just – look at Sears. You know, yeah. Get it together, brother. 
You can't be everything to not everyone. Not going to. Right. Not you can't now. be everything they're, to. They're remember, dead in the water. Remember, Montgomery, remember Montgomery Ward. You remember Kmart. Yeah. Stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. You know? So I, I just, I think there is, and the general public knows it as well, there's something that is good enough to get out of the house and leave and go watch on the big screen with some premium sound. And then there's something that you want to stay at home and watch or look at on your phone or look at on your little iPad screen, look at it on your little laptop, you know, watch it on the airplane, you know, with the food tray and your computer Mm -hmm. sitting on it. Yeah. And Netflix does that well. Take tiny screen, bunch of episodes. Think Netflix, but leave the house, big screen, awesome experience. That's a real movie. And the general public knows the difference. I mean, you know, you pretty much know if it's straight to video on demand, it is an inferior motion picture. Because if it is straight to video on demand, this is what you know. Well, it's not good enough for people to bother to leave the house to watch it. That's what that says. That's what video on demand tells me. This movie might be worth seeing if I've got nothing else to do with my time and I'm bored to tears and it's this or take a nap or go to bed early. But this movie is not good enough for me to get up and leave the house to go see. That's what video on demand tells the general public, maybe consciously for some people, but on a subconscious level. When you see something straight to video on demand, I mean, it's not good enough to be at the movie theater. It's like in the old days when something went straight to VHS tape. You saw it went down to Blockbuster and saw it hanging there on the shelf. You never heard of it before because it didn't play no movie theaters. But there it is. Yeah, you might rent it, you know, if they didn't have the copy of Die Hard you wanted, you know. But but straight to video, video on demand is an inferior product. All right. You know this. You know this yourself. Sure, I I know that. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. When I see something's going VOD, I expect that what they're trying to do is maybe they're putting it out in the big screen to maybe get an Oscar nomination or something. Trying to get might be a pull. Trying to get some good reviews. There's some newspapers and TV critics and radio critics around the country that will not review video-on-demand stuff because they consider it TV, mm-hmm. but they will review movies that appear in theaters. That's they're correct. trying to get some reviews. They're trying to they're trying to drive that. And, and I'm not knocking Netflix. There's a cool little movie on Netflix right now called Outlaw King. stars Chris Pine. It's a very tight little story. They tell it in about an hour and 50 minutes. It deals with a specific time in history, uh, 1304, uh, King uh, Rob Robert Bruce from Scotland. Yeah. And it's a very tight little story. It's an hour and 15 minutes. It's got one star that you've heard of, Chris Pine, and that is perfect for Netflix. That would be a very hard sell at a movie theater. It's simply not good enough to play in a movie theater. Did you see the movie with uh, Mel Gibson that had Robert Bruce in it? Uh, You're talking about... Um, yeah, they mentioned that character in this do movie. Do they? Yes, they do. Okay, they see, mentioned that's kind of interesting. Because he's killed, and that's why Robert Bruce rebels. That's right. After they Bruce kill over, William yeah. Wallace, that Robert William Wallace, Bruce rebels. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, now Braveheart was, you know, an, oh, epic, God, motion, an, epic, an epic motion picture that you wouldn't want to watch at the house on TV. Yeah, same thing with Rob Roy. Yeah, that was a great film. Another good film. That brought, really broke Liam Neeson big in this country. Yes, it did. And he, yeah, before and, that, and rightly so. And before that, he was you know just kind of an Australian star, really. Yeah, who's the other the other guy that was in that movie uh, that it broke him and now he's kind of disappeared again? He played uh, he played the bad guy in it. Kind of a weasel. And Rob Roy. Yeah, 
Oh, a little, I don't know. a little weasel. He was in Reservoir Dogs. Too. Oh, I don't know. All right, I don't well, know. I'll, I'll come okay. up with it when we come back. All right, we're going to take you. a break. Come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt Smith is with us. Talking movies. We'll be back here in just about uh, three minutes. All right, who I was trying to think of was Tim Roth. And uh, Rob Roy really helped launch his career even more so than in Reservoir Dogs. He got on everybody's screen in Reservoir Dogs. But he exploded in Rob Roy and uh, went on to do some television. And he's going to be in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is that what that new Tarantino movie yes, is called next year? Yes, yes, Which has got anybody who, everybody who's anybody is in that movie. Yeah, it'd be a great film. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, for us who lived through the whole Helter Skelter, uh, the whole uh, deal going down with uh, Manson, the big thing that everybody has to understand about when that happened is all the societal changes, cultural changes that were happening at that time. This country was, you think it's in an uproar now? It's not. You should have been there in 68 and 69. I'm just telling you. Oh, I wish these clowns that complain now, you know, about 2018. Yeah. Had, you know, had a glimpse of 1968 or, you know, had a glimpse. Or a of, few years before that when well, the civil rights yeah. movement was really you know, boiling over because right. the, the the folks in in the South, the black Riots, guys, were just cities being, being mistreated. I mean, people were being literally mistreated. Cities burned, riots. You oh know, yeah, I saw that up close in Chicago. Yeah, you know, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, nineteen sixty-eight. Chicago, about, Detroit, L.A. How about nineteen thirty-eight? Once you get some of that, yeah, some of that depression right there. Once you get some there, of that, go back when know. the unions were forming. Talk about how bad things are now. These people have no idea. That's the best part of uh, uh, deal, deal dealing with the the union boss with Jack Nicholson, um, Hoffa. 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 When he was putting the unions together, that's probably Hoffa. one of the best uh, parts of that motion picture. Still hadn't found his body. I don't think they're ever going to find him. Find Hoffa's body. That's a group of people can keep a secret. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just telling you, they're keeping the. They secret. got Whitey Bulger. They got him. Yeah, he's transferred gone. to Virginia, and he didn't make it. Yeah, he screwed a lot of people. He didn't make it. Found out his FBI informant. Yeah, to take 30, 40 years, but somebody got him. Yep. Somebody got him. You want to see a movie about him? Uh, Black Mass is good. Dark Mass, I yeah. guess it was. And then the, the other one, the one that, uh, again, uh, uh, you had uh, DiCaprio and you had, you had. Um, oh, The Departed. The Departed, yeah. The Departed is a superior motion picture. Yeah. No doubt. And, uh, no doubt. Who was directing that one? Spielberg. No, Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, you can't me. make a gang, gangster movie without Scorsese. I mean, come on. Casino, Godfather. I mean, excuse me. Casino and, and uh, uh, Goodfellas. I mean, come on. Yeah. Scorsese. Yeah, what was the first one? The, the one about Mean Streets. Mean Streets. Yeah. Mean Streets. That, see, that's a great movie. Yes. That was back when, before De Niro lost his mind. <laughs> what back, has happened to him? I think Alzheimer's has kicked in. He's got I some early no onset Alzheimer's. Sad. He just lost his mind. It's sad. And then you know. will Pacino ever come back and do another movie? I, is he, or is he done? Is I don't he, know. Is he I mean, you know, old now and he doesn't want to do anymore? I don't know. Alec Baldwin, look at him, beating up reporters. And I mean, but Trump, Trump's Trump's out of control, though. But Alec Baldwin's just punching people. What was it? Uh, you had um, 
You remember when Saturday Night Live was actually a TV Funny. show worth watching? <laughs> yeah. Remember that, like back when in the day? Been, yeah. When, like they had, like they actually had like musical guests that could play instruments. They, yeah. You know? they, just they used to have play, that back in the day. Didn't play music tracks and back yeah, then. Yeah. They had actual bands on there, and they actually had, you know, content that was funny. You know, they had like people like Bill Murray, as opposed to just trash the president you know that's all it eddie, is now eddie was there <laughs> yeah he's trash the president oh eddie murphy's on the great murphy was there and chris rock was on there briefly Mr. he Robinson, was great in oh. the neighborhood you know I mean, <laughs> those are all that was all good stuff and what then about, what about the so james much. brown hot tub party yeah. that's a classic eddie murphy skit <laughs> want to get in the hot tub oh it's hot in the hot tub <laughs> when he's gumby when yeah, eddie murphy's gumby, gumby. oh yeah, man he killed stuff. see that was just cultural oh, Murphy comedy killed he that killed was just taking some an icon from culture about, and making it funny what about when eddie murphy did mr rogers neighborhood yeah that's what i'm talking about <laughs> oh it was hilarious can you say somebody bucket? stole your sneakers <laughs> I, mean, just, I love that can you say scum bucket <laughs> eddie murphy was the champ man and you're right they, i mean he everything he did was hilarious and it was spot on it's just it's too easy to do these dumb political skits that's all they do now yeah. i mean it's just not the, it, it's not the touchstone that it it's was it's not no all about politics no let me take you back to the beginning land shark yes come on man <laughs> what about the, what about nothing the, to do with politics what about the, what about the guy that had the christmas gifts it was a bag of glass yeah he was some wayne wright's Wayne writes kids for we're toys. Just a con- we're just a couple of crazy, you know, guys and all of that. Steve That's Martin, fun uh, stuff. Steve Martin, but Eddie Murphy was the king. He was the king, man. Everything he touched was gold. Yep. It's hilarious. Yep. And you know, he was they the don't best. do that anymore. They no, just don't. No, and no. I don't watch it because no, of that. No, I like no. when they were just making fun of everything. Yeah, it's changed so much. There's not a lot of cultural comedy anymore. No, no it's not. just political. Yeah. All right. Make sure you get to the movies tonight, either Riverdale 10. Get down to Hot Springs, to the Hot Springs, you know, VIP Cinema, the Cabot VIP Cinema, up to the North Circe, up to the Frozen Tundra, and take in a movie tonight. It's a great opportunity. Riverdale10.com. All right. We will talk uh, to Rick Viper in just a moment, actor and director on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show and Rick Viper. Back in the studio, happened to see him posting on uh, Facebook and yell, hey, when you could come back on? He says, when you want me. Yeah. I'll be happy to come on. And I <laughs> said, what about Friday? What time? Let me look at my calendar. Okay, how about 3.30 to 5? Okay, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, sounds, it sounded great. So I said, yeah, I'm in town, let's do it. So. I mean, that's how it all worked out. I mean, that's a that's a blow-by-blow description on how it all, I love social media and and seeing what people are doing. So bring us up to date, man. The last time you were here, uh, what was it? God's Not Dead 15 was out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, We were. I was working on God's Not Dead 3, three. Uh, A Light and Darkness. And uh, then I just kind of took this year to uh, do some training. Uh, I went well, to – I saw you going to Nashville, take yeah, lessons? Yeah, I went to Nashville twice and, and took some lessons from a uh, New York-trained, Stella Adler-trained – Wow, uh, actor by the name of Tom Totteroff, and uh, Tom taught a two-day intensive over in Nashville. And I tried to take some of the actors with me from Arkansas every time I go on our trips. Like, hey, I'm, I'm driving; I can hold five people. Let's go, you know. Okay, so I got to ask: There's one of the guys you took, guy that hats, hang, uh, hangs out there with Matt and Cabot, the big guy. You know who I'm talking about? 
he's in he's in all of Matt's movies. No, I I did have one guy. Um, the very first trip I went to Nashville that was in a movie with Matt, but I don't think it's the guy you're talking about. Um, Dwayne Ledbetter is the guy I'm talking about. Not, he went out to Nashville with me. You're yeah. talking about Buddy Campbell. Yes. Yeah, Buddy's a good friend of mine. Uh, we've worked on several several movies together. Uh, I think our very first movie together we worked on was Greater here in uh, Northwest Arkansas. That, yes. I was actually living in Oklahoma doing movies he out there. He reminds me of Emmett Walsh. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he's got a he's great gonna be, character. He's going to be that kind of uh, an actor. He's never going to. Don't ever expect him to be a big leading man, but he's always going to be in movies and bring something to the screen that's valuable. Well, sure. It's like I always tell my wife I said, I'd rather be typecast than not cast. Yeah, that's really good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's the truth. I'd rather I'd rather them say that guy's going to be a cop for the rest of his life on television. Hey, you know what? That's okay. Hire me. You know the one that I'm that's used fine. to. Everybody knows me for what? It's the bottom line or the unemployment line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, that's so. I'd rather be typecast than than not, not cast. cast. Yeah, that's exactly. really good. Um. So so then after that, I did some training um with a guy I brought into Little Rock. Um. He is a, uh, a he's an actor from Louisiana, and I did a two day intensive with him. And then I turned around and did my last one here recently, which was my favorite. It was improv comedy um, with Sean Whalen, who okay. was in People Under the Stairs. He played Roach, yeah, and he was in Twister. And he's gosh, he's done a, just a ton of stuff. But um, his class was my favorite, and I and probably the one class that I learned the most out of. You know, out of the four classes. Okay, I took so this what year. was the big thing you learned from him? Um, just basically, just relax. You know, um, Tom Totteroff is full of energy. So when you come in, you're 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 used to more of a theater background. In fact, I did an, an audition here last week, and and the guy came in. You know, I did. I came in just larger than life, and he goes, "Whoa, do you have a theater background?" And I laughed. I said, "Actually, I've never even been in a play. That's just one of the avenues of training I've taken recently." Right, right. You know, and he was like, "Wow, you know, you've never done a." And I said, no, I've never done a play. I did one in fourth grade. That was it, you know. But uh, but Sean's approach is completely the opposite. Instead of coming in larger than life, it's coming in and being conversational like we are right now. And I, and that's the more direct approach uh, an actor should really take instead of coming in just hot off the off the press. You know, I'm so used to being as live as possible on radio, you know, that I can be loud and boisterous and, and really get into character and all right. that. Right. In the movies and television, you have to tone it down. You have to take it down even further than you know. Kind of like, kind of let the the camera do a lot of the other explaining. Oh, so exactly. To speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Too bad I don't look good on camera. <laughs> I got a face for radio, folks. I'm just letting you know. We face for radio. I've had a lucky year. Um, coming out Monday at uh, the Joint Theater here in uh, Little Rock, they're mm-hmm. going to play a movie called The Boo that I was lucky to be a part of. Yeah, uh, it's going to play around seven o'clock, and there are no set ticket prices. You can come in and just make a donation and see the movie. So that's uh, Monday. This coming up Monday at at uh, the seven o'clock hour. So go see that. Um, okay, Riverdale so Ten. Let's also. talk about because Matt's showing antiquity. So yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I was fixing to you're, say. You're you're involved with this. Give us the lowdown. What is it about? How did you, you get involved with oh. it? Come on, bring it on. Well, um, I kind of came in just as an extra to begin with. I, I actually um, had auditioned for several different roles in the movie um, through my agent and didn't get the part. So I thought, well, you know what? I'd rather be an extra in it and be a part of it than not be a part of it. So um, I went ahead and applied for it, got the got the position as an extra in one of the scenes, and 
Next thing I know, they're approaching me, asking me if I could be the extras casting director for the movie. I play the music You've booth guy. You've been doing guy. that a few times now. I've, I've done it twice um, for two Arkansas movies. I did it for Antiquities, and then I did it for God's Not Dead, and I did it both right during the middle of the movie where they came to me, the crew members came to me and said, hey, can you help us out? And I have uh, both times, and I'd do it again in a heartbeat for them. I just love working in the industry, and I love the people, and I don't think I've met one person that I don't like yet in this right. business. You know, It's a close-knit family. It really is. So you tell us what's Antiquities all about. Um, I don't know a lot about the movie because, number one, I haven't seen it yet. Um, the Boo, I haven't seen. Antiquities, um, I, I saw God's Not Dead when it came out in, in the premiere, but I haven't seen it again, so I couldn't really even tell you much about it. Right. So uh, I haven't seen Antiquities, but I do know that, um, like I said, I play the music booth owner inside the antique shop. I never say a word, but I'm in all the major scenes, which is just hilarious to me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah, but I did get credited at the end for being the extras casting director, which I was I was really proud of. You know, yeah. Something explain to people about you know you may not get cast, but it makes sense to get on screen. It does. Um, I I was always real picky about the movies that I got involved in. I, I like to do true life movies, and I like to do movies that have someone. Hate to say this, but I like to do movies that have someone famous involved in them, which would be like a SAG film. Uh, I just feel like that those movies are going to be more prominent than any local indie movie that we could possibly make. Um, so, I, to me, that that was the big thing. I was real picky about those movies that I chose, and it was a very serious move for me every time I do that. Even all right, so Mary Steenburgen is in Antiquities. Right here is what they say after his father's death a young man searches to find who his dad was only to stumble unto himself right that sounds pretty interesting be different yep about that it's got a great little cast with it too um you know graham gordy from from arkansas here uh was also one of the writers in uh if you if you remember the uh gosh what was his name uh guy that played austin powers Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He did about. The Love Guru with yeah. uh, Mike Myers. Mike Graham Myers. wrote, co-wrote uh, The Love Guru. One of okay. my favorite Mike Myers movies is funny to me, but I guess it kind of flopped in the theaters. Yeah, but, went down in flames. Yeah, but when I found that's out okay. Graham was involved in it, I was like, that's awesome. You know, I mean, what a what a really cool thing to be involved with. So some good talent we have here in Arkansas. Yeah, see, I'm looking here. It says, Walt decides to stay with his awkward aunt and her family, whose denial makes the search nearly impossible. He accepts a job. In a local antique mall where his boss quickly offers him the possibility of a management position. However, a mean-spirited co-worker. That's not you, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I, I, I didn't think that you allowed them to, to, to cast you in a part that's so close to yourself. Right. <laughs> Isn't pleased uh, by his new competition proceeds to sabotage any chance that Walt has. So, is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it a dramedy? I mean, what do we? I, I think at? it's a little bit of all of it. My understanding, even at the end, you might even cry a little bit. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a comedy. Uh, Ashley Green's in it. Um, uh, you know, of course, like I said, Graham's in it locally here. Um, and, and it was and it was written and directed by Daniel Campbell, who's from Arkansas here as well. So, um, just a great cast, great crew to work with. They shot it fairly quick and shot it locally at the Galaxy Office for the antique mall. Um, so it was really cool how they used the Arkansas incentive program to be a part of that. Well, the bottom line is this, if Ashley green sounds familiar, then you probably went and saw all the twilight movies. Exactly. She was yeah. in that. Yep. Of course. Yeah. She was in every one of them. If I'm not mistaken. She played, uh, the sister. Yeah. 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 
You know, so that's not a small part. No. That's a nice thing to kind of uh, take off for your career. It is. It is. And you never know. It's like my grandpa told me. He said, you never know what's going to stick. Do everything. Yeah. Do everything you can do. And I, and I have. I really have. Everything that comes at me that I think might be viable or, or some fun to look at later down the line, yeah, I'll do it. You know. All right. Let's get a break in. It's a quarter until four. Rick Viper, our guest, like having Rick on. Uh, from time to time when he's got time to sit down and talk about film. We'll talk uh, a little bit more about things that he's doing, casting, if there's movies that he knows are going to be around in the area that, uh, you know, you might want to get your feet wet in. We can talk about that. We'll talk about some of the movies that are at the theater now, and if he's seen them, and probably not. He's probably been working to get in movies instead of going to see them. But anyway, bottom line is we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Don't forget about Aero Plumbing. Again, the best way to find out about Aero Plumbing, about how to get in touch with them, whole nine yards, is aeroplumbing.net. Aeroplumbing.net. They're the only plumbing company I'll use because I know that when they show up, they come prepared. They are professional. They're probably master plumbers. They're in uniform. Don't have to worry about plumber's pencil holder anymore. Uh, they, they wear the little shoe covers. All right. They If they don't, uh, you can get all your money back uh, for them coming out to your house because if you're not 100% satisfied with their service, uh, they'll refund all of your money. Tell you something else. The guy swears in your home, free service. All right, just know that. This is what they do. You don't have to pay for the service uh, with uh, Aero Plumbing if they've not done uh, a great job. It's aeroplumbing.net. Or just Google them, Aero Plumbing. All right, I'm sitting here looking at the clock. We've got about eight minutes. I, I was sitting here talking to Rick. A, lo- a lot of people do not realize, Rick, how much talent there is in central Arkansas. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people that are in uh, the movie industry. There's a huge amount of people in the comic right. industry. I mean, Mitch Breitweiser, Tim Lim. Mark, uh, you know, just a, a ton of people. And uh, so I'm, I'm trying to feed on that a little bit. Uh, I was just talking to, uh, to Rick about next Halloween for my classic movie. We're going to do I Spit on Your Grave from 1978. This is why this movie, they, they remade it. But it was not like this, I Spit on Your Grave. All right. This okay. it was so organic and... So it just vis- it just it, it it just upsets you so much as you watch it. Look at this poster for the movie. Oh, wow! <laughs> That's in your face, man. Yeah, it is. That's nice. See that that I I find that interesting when you talk to people about movies and you talk about how terrible violence is in movies today. Yeah. Evidently, they did not live during the seventies. Well, I mean, I, I lived through all the cartoons in the eighties. You know, I mean, so the you know Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote. Oh and, yeah, all that. I I you know. I've got a de- I've got a whole show I do. Uh, I watched cartoons when I was a kid. Now I'm a serial killer because violence was just an inherent part of them. Oh yeah, I mean every Tom and Jerry episode. Yeah, it didn't you know. turn me into a, a, a you know mean ass killer or anything no. like that. No, you know I just. But, you know, it, it's been interesting watching. And it always comes up sooner or later. There'll be something on Netflix. You know, they do something on Netflix or they do something in movies 
or they do something video games and they say, well, you're going to make kids become this. No, no, it's not that. Uh, I'm not going to, I will not deny that there might be somebody that's off kilter enough that they see something sure. that that tips them over the edge, but that could be anything. It could be a book. It could be a picture. It can it can be real life. Well, there for a while they blamed uh, Grand Theft Auto for that. You know, you know, oh the, yeah, the video game. That, you know, for all the violence and everything, and you know, it wasn't just that. That was just one little part of it. You know, it was a reflection of what was going on in society. Sure. Yeah. I I to be honest with you, I have yet to make up my mind. Is art a reflection of society or is society a reflection of art? Probably somewhat of both. Right. Yeah, I think there's a real fine line there. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's why I'm such a First Amendment adherent. Anybody who knows me well enough knows that I ain't worried about what anybody says or what they portray or whatever. Uh, you know, go for it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to stop you. I, may, I probably won't come see some of it. I probably Most of it I won't read. But right. the bottom line is, is that uh, if that's what is in your head, more power to you. Yep. Yeah, I agree. More power to you, because I've and I've met some people that make movies that are just over the top horror movies, and in real life, they would never think of anything like that. They they would just, ooh, you know, I think it's some kind of a of an outlook. Out, outlet for them yeah it might be you know absolutely is that what acting is for you is it an outlet for you um i i haven't figured it out yet um to be honest with you i've done it for four years i was in radio before that and before yeah. that i was in pro wrestling so uh, i was a commentator well, that's acting yeah so i mean i guess i was kind of always involved in in entertainment to to an extent but it was never like a, a bucket list thing or anything like that. It's just, you just kind of fell into it, didn't you? Yeah, it's kind of something I just... Well, I went to broadcasting school, and then after I went to broadcasting school in, in like 2001, my whole life changed, you know? It really did. So how was Rick Viper before broadcasting school? Was he introverted? Um, well, he, he was a United States Navy Gulf War veteran and a U.S. Army veteran and um, was a pretty strict guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Raised three kids and... and uh, Two of them are grown and gone and giving me grandkids now. In fact, uh, you're still a pretty strict guy. I yeah. talk to you. I know how you are. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't think the military ever leaves me. You know, I think that's just uh, just part of who I am. You know, uh, I was uh, I was in communications in the military. I did radio and all that. So, you know, uh, it was just a natural move for me to stay in that just to make it more public. Okay, so you were doing what American Forces Radio? Uh, yeah, really? AFARTS. That's yeah. what I was. I was, I was in AFARTS. I was a den- <laughs> I was a Denfels train killer. Nobody knows what that is until you start talking about it. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the last four years I was in the military. I did all the internal information for the uh, uh, the general up there in the Pentagon. Internal wow. information for the Air Force. It's, it's a small world, isn't it? Yeah, I don't even think AFARTS exists anymore. Oh yeah. Oh, does it? Oh yeah. They I have still no idea. do it. I mean, bottom line is, it, it's like it was when we were in it. Uh, we had our jobs, and we were always overseas if yeah. we were doing our jobs, or you were out out to sea or whatever, and you ran one of those little radio stations on chip or whatever. Yep. And uh, I was on Guam. I was with uh, the Far East Network over in uh, Tokyo and in in uh, South Korea. See, I was in Pearl Harbor on the uh, USS Missouri, and then the USS Fletcher, so okay. the destroyer. So yeah, but it's uh, yeah, you know, you can't get uh, English speaking. 
uh, radio in certain areas, and they want our our troops to know what's going on, and so that's how they get their news, they right. get their entertainment, they yeah. hear the music, and you know, the whole nine yards. Yep. I don't know how they deliver the music now. I'm sure it's done by computer. Yeah. When I was there, they had the big 16-inch disc. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, I still remember cart machines. Like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Russ, Russ, he gets, his eyes start glazing over and getting excited when we start talking about that, old he? time yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, cart machines. you got to love all cart machines. Oh, yeah. Man, so I, big reels. <laughs> yeah. So I went to broadcasting school and was using cart machines, and then it was reel just reel with the switchover. It was just the switch over right. from cart to digital, and we oh. learned that. And so that was really cool. Did you actually learn how to uh, edit using a razor blade and tape? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. The old Great. Slip cue, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to slip cue. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. People are listening and going, what the? What are they, are they talking, talking about? about? Yeah. Let me tell you what's really weird, Rick, is next year in August, it will be 50 years for me in broadcasting. Wow. I have seen big big changes and russ is the same way i mean he's not 50 years yet but he's been in it for a long time and uh it's amazing how it's changed oh yeah yeah you guys uh you went through the shock jock era and the whole night oh e- no, everything i'm yeah. right about there with rick i remember i i, I remember the transition yeah. into digital yeah from, see i don't i mean i was out over by to, the time uh, they were really getting into to it. cds yeah yeah but cds i remember you know, and I hated them because I loved the slip cue. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting there and you're talking and you're working your way into a song, slip cue is the way to do it. Yeah. Instead of punching a button and waiting for that half a second for it to kick. Right. You know, I didn't like that. <laughs> didn't like that at Old all. radio jargon. We're, we're boring our audience yeah, here. Yeah, Poor guys. Don't okay. fall asleep, guys. I promise Stay we got better us. stuff. We're going to come back. Rick and I are going to talk some more. We've got a lot of things to discuss. I want to talk about what's on the horizon because uh, you got some stuff that's yeah i got a surprise i want to talk about here in just a bit right. our production company let's talk about it all when right we come back here on the dave ellswick show all right back with you dave ellswick show rick viper is my guest you remember rick rick hey was, was on uh, several times during the time that god's not dead three was being filmed here in the area and uh we kept you up on what was going there he was doing some uh, casting uh during that yep. and came on several times talking about it uh now he's worked with antiquities which you're going to be able to see over at the riverdale 10 and uh, when is that going to be do you know that november the 26th uh, okay. seven o'clock and nine fifteen. and i still haven't seen it i got to get over there and see that all right you can so. check it out yeah a great place to go see a movie yeah i'm a big riverdale 10 fan just so everybody knows that now i just had another one leave the theater uh, it was a movie I got to work on with Dean Kane called Gosnell. That dude, we we <laughs> did the the first showing of that movie in the United States for them. So what'd you think? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was well, well done. I mean, very well done. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, the writer, we're friends with her here on the show. Uh, she's been on the show talking about Ann. And, yeah, Ann. Yep. Quite, uh, several times. We ran into each other a couple of years ago at CPAC is mm-hmm. where we got to know each other. And I said, I told Ann, I said, if you ever make it into the movie, because they were talking about it then, I said, I want to show it yeah. in Little Rock. And uh, Arkansas Right to Life got behind it, and we got uh, a couple of uh, 
sponsors behind it and made right. it happen so yeah. that was really fun yeah another true life movie that i worked on and i just was really happy to be a part of it i, I worked 11 days on it played an fbi agent in in the background with dean kane and all the team and everything so, so were you in the scene where the first scenes when they were down in the basement of yeah the, the cats the, and everything yeah. there was like 50 cats on set and that place actually did stink because they had litter boxes everywhere and you know just let the cats use the restroom so yeah. that it would be as real as possible well that's pretty cool it was awesome you know? uh, it's a that's a disgusting story oh yeah and i mean it, it if it if you watch that movie and doesn't change your mind about some things or something wrong with you i think everybody should see it um i and that's part of the reason why i do the true life movies i did another movie called hoovy that's a true life movie about a young man that had brain you know had a uh, brain aneurysm and lived oh wow and, and he was a little basketball player in high school and he had to retrain you know how to walk talk do everything so if you get a chance, uh, check that one out. I'm sure it's out on Amazon by now. It's called Hoovy. Okay, Hoovy. H O O V I E. Yep. Okay. H O O V E Y. V E Y. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He got the name after getting his arm stuck in a vacuum cleaner. A Hoover vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It's a great story. Patrick Warburton plays the father. Just great cast. Glenn Glenn Morshower who. I, I met actually down in Texas. He he played uh, Supergirl's dad, and you know, in the new TV show, right. he's doing all kinds of stuff. Glenn uh, is in the scene with me when he tells you know that the that they're going to operate on him, and you know, so he's the main doctor. It's a great, great movie. I loved working on that scene. I actually went down twice to work on that movie, so that was cool. All right, so I want to bring up something that uh, Matt and I were talking about. Viggo Mortenstein has got a new movie coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, he's playing a, a cab driver or or ends up being kind of a cab driver, a personal chauffeur uh, to a black pianist during the 1960s who's doing a series of concerts in the segregated South. Okay. Now, when I think of Viggo Mortenstein, I think of, you know, Lord of the Rings and all the different movies he's done, the big blockbusters, you know. That's the one that sticks out to me, Hidalgo. Yeah, and the big, you know, tentpole movies. Yeah. My favorite movie he's ever done, and and I guess the the last really big, like we spent 60 to $120 million on doing is Eastern Promises, Uh which I thought was just an awesome crime movie. But now he's doing a lot of small independent stuff he's not doing the history of you know of crime and things of that nature right does there come a time within i guess you haven't you've not been in a big blockbuster starring role or whatever but right does there come a time that you want to go back to that organic process over green screens and stuff that you're standing in front of and acting in front of I think so. Yeah, I think there will. I think there would come a time for that. I mean, I think that's a lot of the reasons why some of the big A-list actors go to Oklahoma and film, you know, an independent movie that is going to have a good future, good ties, you know, or is going to do well. Um, I think that's that's part of the reason why these guys do travel and and, and go to do that instead of just sitting in a a big warehouse with you know that's green screened and just continue to pound out movies now there's a lot of actors that do that don't get me wrong but yeah i think some of them want to go back to their normal roots of just going back and and filming in you know a house or just a location and actually putting that scene together and and making it as real as possible yeah if you want to see a really good like action movie that they didn't spend 
a huge amount of money. I mean, you can tell they spent some money on it. But that mile 22 yeah. was really, really well done. I, I want to see Creed 2. Yeah, um, I'm going to go see it next week. I think Absolutely. that's going to be a good story. Think about the storyline for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the storyline in and yeah. of itself. You got, and by the way, yes, Schwarzenegger is in it and Dolph Lundgren is in it. Right, right. I All knew right. Dolph was, but I didn't know Schwarzenegger was. Yeah, so he, uh, not Schwarzenegger, pardon me, Sly. Is oh, Stallone, in it. Stallone. Yeah, Stallone's in it. I thought, well, what they still, cast Schwarzenegger yeah, no, as in this there's, one? There's, they're out there, uh, you know, he's, he's training Creed. Right. So... He doesn't want him to take the fight. He yeah. saw what, what uh, you know, Drago Lundgren did. did. To, yeah, did to yeah. his buddy. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's gonna. I'm I'm really interested in seeing the film. Yeah, I like how they how they have brought it into more of a modern day. Yeah, just like uh, Cobra Kai, the you know the YouTube series for the Karate Kid. Yeah, very well done. Very well done. Um, so yeah, I love that. I love the idea of that that kind of creativity. Bring it back. You know. Okay, so. You're, you've got some stuff coming up. We're going to talk about what you're going to you, – do you want to talk about that story we talked about during the break? Yeah, you I, don't that, want to give it away no, yet. No, no, that's fine. Because, uh, see, that, that's the organicness <laughs> that I'm talking about. You came across something right. that, uh, like what Wes Craven would have done, heard about a different story. There, the same story occurs all over the place in the United States. It's a, an urban it's legend an urban kind legend. of stuff. yeah. And you've grabbed hold of this. Yeah, it hasn't been done yet, and um, it's kind of it's kind of like the Slender Man or something. It is. Uh, whenever I was a young kid in Oklahoma, they took me to this bridge, and they called it Crybaby Bridge. And they said if you say a certain phrase at the bridge, you can hear the baby cry, or you might hear you know water bubbling up below you, or you know, or whatever. That's fine. You know, whatever. Every place has its its. Yeah, touch. it's a little different story. So then I, I, you know, I start doing the research here in Arkansas and come to find out there's one here too. So I actually go take a look at the bridge and I'm thinking, you know what? I can film here. I can definitely film this here. Right. So we're we grabbed a hold of it. Um, we're at page 35 right now in our in our script. Um, How many pages is a typical script? Well, you know, that's that's funny you say that. The uh, gosh, what was the the big movie that was such a, a hit, the uh, the little horror movie that they shot, it was 38 pages, and uh, they shot it in like a week. And Blair Witch? Blair Witch Project. Okay. So Blair Witch was 38 pages. All so right. that kind of gives you an idea. I know that they said after they shot it, after a week, they had over 80 hours of footage, and they had to go back through and edit, of course. So, yeah. So so the same thing would be done here. You know, we would take a couple weekends, film it, and uh, put it out, release it as a short, and put it in the festivals and get it going. I'm I'm really interested. You keep me up to date on that. I will. What's going on? It's kind of like Candyman. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It's my first one to write, you know, direct, yeah. cast the whole nine yards. So, well, you've got now you've you've got quite a bit under your belt. So, yeah, you know things to do, and you've seen it enough now that you know what not to do. Well, in 2019, we're putting together a an actual production team, okay, uh, an actual production company, and we're going to do some casting, and 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 uh, we'd like to. Uh, maybe even start an agency with it all, with as many people that I've met along the path of Antiquities and God's Not Dead with the casting. There's about 2,500 actors here that aren't being repped that still want to go out and do commercials or movies or shorts or college shorts or whatever they, they want get their to get hands in front on. of the camera. That's it, you know. Give me some experience, please, you know. Or even be behind the camera. Uh, absolutely, you know. Um, so I think there's room for it. Um, and we want to make movies. 
there's there's uh, several writers here in, in town that have written scripts that haven't been told yet, and uh, we'd like to get to work on them, you know. I'm thinking, I'm disappointed about the Crybaby Bridge. <laughs> Just really, I think that's very, I think I've got a hit. I think you do have the, the makings of something very – have you thought about doing like a Kickstarter starter or an Indiegogo kind of thing for that? There's a lot of private conversations going on about it right now with it for sure <laughs> and, and trying to get the right people involved in it and all that. So, uh, yeah, I would say it's definitely been discussed. Because with the movie, with the movie, you've got you've got the things you can offer – Right, the people who are going to help, you know, fund it. I mean, like, right. We'll give you a cameo in this, or maybe you're the first kill, or sure. or whatever. You know, you can do something like that, right? And raise the money. Yep. I mean, that's let's God's know that's how they did it. Oh yeah, oh, it was I a remember. Kickstarter, yeah. Kickstarter thing. Yeah, uh, Super Troopers too. That's how they yeah. did it. Totally funded with like a Kickstarter program. So, and said how much money did they raise? I, I want to say it was two million. Yeah, I think I they mean, shot it with that, two million. If you can't shoot. A, a, a decent movie on two million, you get problems. It was pretty cool because I worked on uh, Greater with Nick Searcy, and then I go to work on Gosnell, and he's the director. Yeah, he's a good director. Oh, he was by great. The way. I love him. And we're friends Very on good. Facebook. We talk. You know, he, he kind of isn't told he the me. guy that played the the defending the defense yeah. lawyer? Yeah, God, he just chewed up the scenery oh, yeah. in that movie. He was great, good. great character actor. I love Nick. Searcy. You will hate him. Yeah. By the end of the movie, I just tell you, you will hate him. He plays a great bad guy. Yeah. He really does. But he's just got a heart of gold and hilarious, you know, behind the scenes and everything. So so how was it working with, with Kane and stuff? Was he, was he an all right guy? He was great. Um, sat down, talked with everybody, took pictures with everybody, you know. Um, but when it came down to, to actually doing his job, you know, he walked right in and did it. You did, know? You, did you have to help him get his tights on? No, uh, he was very <laughs> – he reminded me a lot of Marlon Brando. Oh, really? He'd be having a conversation just like me and you, and they'd be saying, rolling, you know, all right, can't, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's still having his conversation, and then they'd say, action, he'd go right into it. Oh, really? Wouldn't miss a beat. That's and he may cool. He may end up laughing from the conversation that he was having with you, going into a scene laughing or go straight dead. You right know. in the character. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow! Just total true professional. That's great guy. Discipline. Loved working with him, and I hated to see Tom Arnold throw such a big fit about you know the movie behind the scenes with Dean Kane. I saw the video footage on it, and yeah. I was just disgusted at what Tom, Tom Arnold did. I just thought, man, that's just so unprofessional. You and, know? and why do it unless you had a personal vendetta against somebody? Yeah, I, I just I, yeah, it was. Uh, There's it was something disgusting. there. Yeah. You know? I mean, come on. Well, that movie that movie definitely caught a lot of eyes across America. Planned Parenthood shut it down in very many places. Yes, they did. We talked about it. It was pretty crazy. You it's know? a great movie. Yeah. It's, that is one of the best pro-life movies you can ever watch. Yeah. And what's her name from Northern Exposure uh, that's in it? She played the abortion doctor that was on the stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Jeannie, I forget what her last name is. She was awesome she underplayed the part so well and it made that part so powerful right it was just great well i thought earl billings did a great job you yeah. know who played dr Gosnell. yeah no, he, he was he played he underplayed him yeah oh he's he's doing uh gosh he's doing some some liquor commercial that's on television right now now every time i see it i'm like god it's so hilarious because you know i got to spend time with him too great guy yeah and and you know and talked about the real Gosnell and how she still gets calls from him, you know. Yeah, the the real Woody actually worked on set with us 
as extras. He played a cop. Yeah. And they brought him in because he was uh, he was kind of giving them like uh, direction, basically. You know, no, actually, whenever I busted him, it went down like this. You know, or no, when we came up on him, we swarmed him in like this. You know, or, yeah. or however. So he was there giving details and some background on that, which is which is great. You know, I worked on on a movie called I Saw the Light, which is the Hank Williams yeah, senior great movie. movie too. And they brought in the uh, the people that did the Louisiana Hayride for that to get authenticity, the feel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so I love that was Lo- true life. Movies. That was Loki. Yeah, I remember Loki was oh, in that God. movie. I was, I, you know, I met him. Tom the, Hiddleston. I met him in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> and and it's the weirdest thing. Can we you know? tell this on the radio? Yeah, yeah. We oh, can okay. Tell I, just, I met him in the bathroom. I'm finishing, you know, my business. I turn around, and there he is. And he's in this. He's in this gown because they're shooting a scene where he's in the hospital. Okay. But I still see Loki. <laughs> and I'm shaking. I'm not kidding. Yeah. This guy's six foot. You know, every bit of you know, tall, way taller than me. Anyway, right. You know, so I'm looking up at him. And he's got this look on his face, and then he says. Hello, you know, just as, and I yeah. just as nice as could be, and I was like, "Hi, you know," huh? and, and I walked out, and I'm just going. I, my heart was racing, you know. Doo, 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 oh, doo. Really? I, oh, yeah, it really messed with me, you know. I mean, uh, he did such a great job in the in you those know, movies yeah. that it had such an impact on me meeting him in real life that it kind of messed with me. That's interesting. It's pretty funny, and well, <laughs> it's just it's just life. Yeah, it's just great, and he's standing there in a hospital, hospital gown. gown. Yeah, all right, that's kind of. That kind of brings them down to earth real fast. Let's yeah. take a break. Uh, Rick is with us. We're going to continue talking with him. I wanted him to talk about a, this new production company's talking about what they want to do with it, where they want to go with it. We're going to do all of that. We still got another forty minutes here this hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we've got uh, twenty. Did I do as well as Tom Hiddleston did? Just <laughs> you scared me for a second. We were so talking, yeah, and then I came right back on and get right back into it. All right, it's uh, 27 minutes after 4. Uh, we're going to go to 5 o'clock with uh, Rick Viper. He is uh, in the movie industry. Before that, he was in radio. Yeah. Before that, he was in pro wrestling. Yeah. And before that? Military vet. He was doing his thing in the military. Yeah, graduated high school, went right into that. Okay. You know, where, where were you going to gra- uh, high school at? I went to Bristow High School, uh, graduated in 1992. And uh, my parents said, well, what are you going to do? You're going to go to college? I said, are you going to pay for it? They said, <laughs> they, they said, nope. I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I was working at a grocery store, sacking groceries, and uh, decided to make a decision to go ahead and serve the country. and went to uh, the Navy during the Gulf War. Yeah. So I went back home, told mom and dad, and six months later, December, I shipped out December 2nd. So. Yeah, what, what's interesting, uh, talking about college real quickly, is that where I lip, grew up at uh, back in the, the early 70s when I graduated from high school, uh, my dad couldn't put me in through college, so I went to the steel mills, right. got a gig, and worked the summers at the steel mill. Well, I was making, because you had to join the union, it was a closed shop, and I was making almost $8 an hour doing manual labor. Yeah. You know, anybody, I'm just telling you, anybody, you can be a, a freaking monkey, oh, okay, yeah. and get under a machine with a, with a, you know, a steam gun and clean out animal fat grease uh, <laughs> and, and do all that stuff, all the dirty jobs. But that's how I made my way through college. Oh, sure. Young kids today don't have, especially if you're somewhere where there's no manufacturing, they don't have those opportunities now. You can't, you can't pay your way through college working 
typically at a, a Walmart or no. bagging at a Kroger or something like that. Maybe if you're taking online courses or something, but yeah. you know. That's the only way. Yeah. You know, so you know, so I feel lucky that I grew up when when I did. Oh yeah. Okay, so when we come back, because we got a break for news here, that's why I'm talking about college, so you'll know. Is that uh, I want you to talk about this this new gig that you want to get going. Okay. You've been talking with people. Yeah. You got some other vets that are interested in it, and I'm going to tell you what if it's all if it's vet, you know, driven, dude, you got my unfailing support. All right. All you got to do is you you call me and ask me, and I'll do whatever I possibly uh, can do about all that. Hey, don't forget that if you can use your hands, if you like to be outdoors. Uh, and you're ready to take it to another level, how would $20 an hour sound to you? Well, you can make a career with PI Roofing. PI Roofing is expanding. They're expanding in their uh, operations department, uh, residential, commercial roofing, home solutions uh, division. They're doing all of that. And what they like you to do is send them a resume. Send it. To piroofing.com, piroofing.com. Look, they're not they're not screwing around. They're looking for folks, and they need you now. 501-707-3551. Give them a call, and you might find yourself a nice career. All right, so I've been teasing the audience as much as I can here, Rick. I'm going to have you talk about this new, because I know that the people who are listening that would like to get in acting or they're in acting and they just like somewhere that they could go and get their their tape scene or sure. i don't even know how it's done anymore i mean i don't do you have to have photos anymore oh yeah I mean, headshots you know, and yeah you know, demo I mean, reel if somebody's interested in getting into the biz i mean you know some place they can turn to get information absolutely there's not a lot out there and you got to really watch who you who you deal with um some people uh, may have been around for a long time, but you may not be able to trust them. You know, uh, my agent is is the Lisa Lax agency, and she has an agency in Memphis, Nashville, and New York. So it's a triple threat agency, and that's what I was looking for: is somebody to cover that East Coast for me. Right. And um, so I would definitely say, yeah, you're going to have to get a good headshot. You're going to have to get a demo reel, and you got to you got to spend a little bit of money correct? on yourself. You're 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 your own business. You said it before uh, while we were on break. You're a brand. Yep. You have to treat yourself as one. You know, you're a product. Yep. So, you're selling you. Yeah. Nobody better to sell you than you. That's right. I mean, that's you know, same way in radio. Yeah. I go out and talk to a lot of people, and the best way to sell the Dave Ellswick show is the guy who does the Dave Ellswick show. That's right. Talk about it. Get it out there. And, you know, that's the way to do it. Yep. So, so explain, you know, how soon before this starts and where do people come to be part of this? Is there going to be some kind of a, a monthly charge <laughs> or, you know, what – or have you gotten that far? Or well, where well, where well, are you? I'll tell you where we're at. Um, we've got one script that I just recently last week decided to direct – and I said, you know, I've, I've wanted to start a production company this whole year. You know, I've thought about it. I'm talking with two veterans. And when I say veterans, I'm talking about military veterans. So right. um, they both want to be a part of it. One has all the camera and gear. One has the, you know, the script writing capabilities. And then cool. you've got me. And then, you know, so I thought, wow, what a great little team here. And we'd probably take on some more people, I'm sure. You know, but right now, this is just kind of the baby, the start of it. But the idea is basically to take those 2,500 people that I talk to with antiquities and God's not dead and bring them aboard with us, teach them how to act, you know, give them that extras one-on-one class that they're going to need, uh, you know, get them new headshots, get them uh, demo reel made 
and and put them to work because you've done this so you know what casting directors are looking for so that you don't send them some crap that gets you out of the running immediately well you need to know what the director wants you know, okay. as a casting director, I need to know what the director wants. I need an old lady with silver hair that's about five two. Okay, perfect. I know about fifteen fifteen of them. You know, right? So uh, pick. You know, and then he picks, and then done. You know, there's one. Okay, so now, do you send? Would you send tape on that person, or do you just said send headshots at that point? We'd first send a headshot, and if he wanted to see tape on that person, then we would ask, do you have a demo reel, or if not, can you come in, and we do a little short, you know, hi, this is who I am kind of thing. Um, so, we can, you know, we have that capability to do all that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, this is stuff you need to know. I mean, just being honest. I mean, if you don't know the, the prerequisites that you're going to have to be asked to give You'll never get past that. That's true. You know, I would I would definitely suggest if you want to get involved in the movie or, or television business, go be an extra on a TV set or a movie set and get your feet wet. You can't, you know, they, they always tell you, well, don't put your extra work on your resume. But I, I just kind of say, why I'm, not? Yeah, exactly. I'm proud of everything that I've done and I've worked hard to get it. And so, you know, I, I think you should. I think you should list that. I mean, there's no reason you can say I've been I have played a character in these movies but I've also been an extra in these things. Sure, it, it sure. gave me, you know, that's it, going to give you the information and uh, that you need, right? Experience you need to know what to do when you're on set. What's the difference between me telling you, you know, I was an extra in God's Not Dead and Antiquities, but this year I filmed uh, the television show Fatal Attraction on Discovery ID mm-hmm. and uh, Murder Calls, and both had speaking roles in both of them, and was lead character in both of them the lead detective so uh you need to get out and do that too so after you're done with your extra work and you feel like okay let's go out there and get our feet wet and really do something uh you know get used to hearing no that's for sure but uh there's a yes from time to time all right so let's talk about about that um you were talking about you know you've been in uh what is it the id show right uh murder calls and yeah that's what what show what does uh cable uh is using that uh talking about like direct tv yeah well i know it's on direct tv i'm talking about the producer of the shows and stuff like that that they got their own channels i mean you got history channel what what channel is just discovery discovery id ID. that's it that's what i was trying to come up with all right and you may not know this but they do most of their filming fairly close to here. I mean, yeah. what was five hours away to now? Na- they Knoxville seven hours or? to Knoxville. Okay, so uh, five hours to Nashville, and then to you know, of course, you got a time change too. So in between that, but yeah, seven hours to Knoxville, not a bad drive at all. I've driven it, you know, probably six or seven times. Yeah, it's it's interstate the whole way. Yeah, if you want to do that, you go up and come and, drop. Down. And typically, those those productions pay for your hotel. You know, maybe not pay for your travel, but they'll pay you, you know, say, for example, $135 a day plus your hotel plus your food. So you can stand to make a little bit of money off the deal and you work three or four days. You know, you make yeah. a couple hundred bucks, you know, three or four hundred bucks. And then your place is paid for, you know, only cost you 50 bucks in gas to get there and back. Not not a bad deal, you know. So Yeah, you come out, you come out ahead a little bit. You come out ahead a little bit. And that's what this is, is, is you know, it's per project. You're doing this on a daily basis. You know, every day I'm looking at actorsaccess.com to try to find an acting job or I'm going on to mycastingfile.com to see if, you know, are they looking for somebody on NCIS this week that, that I right, look like, you right, know? Right. So I'm always, always scouring the internet looking for a job. You know? Well, then that's important that it you is. know that, like I wouldn't know 
what the uh, websites are to even start looking yeah, or well, something like that. Not you, saying I am. I'm just saying when you when you do enough extra work or you're on you know a set long enough, you know that well. You hear people talking and you go, "What was that again?" You know, and yeah. next thing you know, you're you're learning more and more about it. And that's why I say you got to go on those sets and get your feet wet and just you know really dive into it and and take your time. Go do ten TV shows as an extra. I mean, why not? What's stopping you? You you're stopping. You. Well, yeah, that's it. You know, if you're doing it to to fill a bucket list, do it and get out because you're mucking up the the pool per se. You know, that's what I always tell everybody: get it, go, get out of the way. We've yeah. talked about you know buddy you know sure. on the air and off the air here's what i like about him all right he's what late 30s early 40s buddy yeah i think he's i think he's around my age yeah okay so here's a guy who had done nothing yeah as far as movies go and greater was yeah. filming so he says might as well i've been wanting to do this get into it so i might as well go see if i can do something with mm-hmm. what's the harm in that and he get he gets cast yeah and now he can't stop. Yeah, yeah, he's addicted to it. And once you got the bug and you start doing it, and you can realize, hey, you know, they're hiring me. Let's do it. Yeah, he was in Nashville a few months ago at a big red carpet event there that he was taking part in, which is very yeah. cool. You yeah. know, I mean, he's he's uh, and you know he's amassing a pretty good list of different shows he's been doing. Absolutely, but he's really been working hard the last couple of years to you know to make a name for himself, and and it's good to see that. You know, it's good to see actors take on that initiative you know I, I try to encourage everybody to do that you know like i said you're a brand you're the business so go sell yourself but so don't sell yourself short yeah so you're hearing what rick is saying here on the show the same thing's going you're going to hear some of that when you end up working with him in this whole uh production thing that he's going to do absolutely and, and i'd love to pass on some of the things that i've learned you know throughout time to the people yeah maybe it's important it's, he, he'll look at you as his little children and he does not want you <laughs> to get burned as you learn what he's learned well, well you have to relearn what he's oh, already man. learned i tell you yeah you know yeah it's been a it's been an interesting road i've had all kinds of weird things happen you know? how how much is the emotional side of it how tough is the emotional side you talked about rejection i know about rejection through working in radio as many years as i have sure bottom line is that can be the biggest wall oh, yeah. that for you to get over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes the difference between someone that's serious and someone that's not. They'll quit. They'll just quit, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Can't how Can't take happen. it anymore. Yeah, it just, I can't get a job. I'm just going to quit. You know, I'm tired of doing stuff for free. Well, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do it for free. No. Plumber doesn't do his work for free, does he? Yeah. You know? I mean, and he unless, can get a job. Unless he doesn't wear those little <laughs> boots on his shoes yeah, or whatever, right, Dave? No, he gets the job, but the problem is the boss might have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pay back to the, the, the person who's called him up. But there's a lot of rejection in this business. There is. There's there's rejection, and it, and it can go from the talent agents all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've seen talent agents uh, not just here but in other states – that play their favorites. You know, they have their 10 top favorites. And those are the only people that get the jobs in those agencies. So then the other guys, the other 40 or 50 people on their roster, aren't even getting a fair shot or fair shake. You know, they're just not. So I've seen that happen, you know, and I hate it when I see that. So, Rick, I know you hate it, but how are you going to keep that from happening in your business? Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, great question. Uh, I, I'm just going to take it day by day and, and see who comes aboard and 
basically see who's the right fit for those positions. You know, uh, even if I don't have uh, the right people right off the bat, I think eventually that agency will grow and I'll get those people that I need. All right. Well, you you know, like a, we've been talking about twenty five hundred folks or something. Yeah, that's quite a, a lot few. of people. Yeah. Now you gotta you gotta work through that about who's serious and who's not serious. That's, that's true. That'd be pretty fast to start whittling that down. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, we're gonna start it. We'll start the company with uh, starting off with a short movie first and grow the company from there. Kind of like what we've done with Matt's company with okay. uh, Dark Knight Films. And, and we'll still definitely, you know, do some intertwining between his his company and ours. And he's doing he's doing pretty well. He's for doing him, great. So. Yeah, he's got the new Roku channel for those that haven't yeah. seen it. Go get Dark Knight Films Roku channel. We're gonna have then the night comes and some of the new movies that we've been working on on there. Uh, so that's really exciting. I think he's the only one in the state that's doing something like that. He's a smart guy. It's a good idea. I mean, he's a smart guy. He yeah. really is. I mean, I like Matt, like him a lot. I, I wish I could help him out more. You know how I could help people out more is if tonight I'd buy my $3 ticket and would win the lottery. Right. That, that would that would help a lot of actors well, and, and actresses right now. And maybe you've got a listener out there that, you know, sometime decides, to you get know, involved. I want to put $10,000 down on a movie. Go put it down on our Crybaby Bridge movie, and let's help build this thing and, yeah. and see what we can do with it. You it's know? a good idea. So when are you hoping to start? I mean, I'm, I'm expecting that you're going to tell me it's going to be 2019. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking at Crybaby. Well, we're looking at uh, Steel, uh, Night of Steel, probably the first week of February. We're going to film that. And then uh, April time frame, March, April time frame, we're going to shoot uh, Crybaby Bridge. And I want it to look kind of like uh, October time frame. So, you know, well, that'd work then. Yep. It'd be a good, just using the opposite of our nature to, you know, for my, to my advantage, basically. Absolutely. So. At least you won't freeze. All right. <laughs> hang in there. Okay. We're going to bring Rick right back and we're going to give you an idea about where you should go to get more information about this. Sure. He'd like to have names, just to be honest with you. All right. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, number one choice for recycled auto parts. I paid for getting my, uh, transmission put in using sunny's auto salvage and let me just tell you this if i had taken it somewhere where they did a rebuild on it and the whole nine yards it would cost me somewhere over the five thousand dollar mark i just barely had to pay over two grand that's how you save money in 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 the world and i want you to save money as well with rd over at sunny's auto salvage you give him a call 982-7451 982-7451. It doesn't have to be a transmission or a motor. It can be any kind of part that you need for your particular automobile. But if you got like me and you got almost 300,000 miles on your car, last thing you want to do is put, you know, $5,000 into it. That's just not smart economics as far as I'm concerned. Call Sonny's. I've got a three-year parts and labor warranty and unlimited mileage. So for three years, I don't have to worry about this transmission. I'm in good shape. 982-7451. All right, so we've gotten every would-be actor excited now. Right. Listening to my voice. <laughs> and and we have a, a pretty good, you know, conduit with the actor community around here because you know I talk about movies all the time. Oh, sure, yeah. So now the question is, for the people who are interested in this, they know you're talking about a short, and they also know you're talking about uh, a full-length movie right. uh, next year uh, in the first six months of the year. Right. So uh, 
they're going to want to get a hold of you, Rick. So yeah. how do they get a hold of you? I would tell everybody right now, just follow me on Facebook, Rick Viper. It's Viper with a Y. Um, and that's really the best way to like, well, like you did. I mean, you know, you hit me up right there on Facebook and we were talking, you know, in real time. Yeah. So. You popped up and, uh, and, and you said the two things that you just got to say, yeah. Hey, I got two new things going on. That's all I needed to <laughs> hey, hear. We could talk about that for Let's hours. Talk about it. Man. <laughs> I've, I've gotten to know you a little bit and, uh, you know, enough that I'm interested in what you're doing with your life you've well, got some you. good things happening absolutely I, it's been a fun ride and and i sure appreciate your support and what you're doing for the local acting community um you know you're you're a great voice to have here for us and we we'll, thank we'll you try to that. be we're going to be you know we're going to be try to be uh you know uh, the central station for people absolutely. so whenever you got something coming up whenever you can uh whenever you get this really rolling let me know if you're going to have a a situation where people can have you as a kind of an agent or whatever right. i want you to let me know so we can get that information out to everybody yeah and that's de- definitely something that uh is in the works is to start an agency out of this whole thing so okay. look for go online facebook.com slash rick viper or you can find me on instagram the same way okay really easy. i haven't done you on instagram i need to do it just so i can see all the freaking pictures <laughs> you probably put up i got a lot of out there so you know who really puts up a lot of, a lot of is is uh We've been talking about him uh, all the time. He puts up a ton of pictures, man. Does he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's always saying. I always kid him because his the leading ladies in these movies that he's in are like beautiful women. Oh, yeah. And I go, dude, you got to even just stand next to her. Right. You know? You are a lucky man. You are a lucky man. But, yeah, that's, that's Buddy is a – I can't talk enough about Buddy. I love Buddy. Buddy is just – He's a likable character, a likable guy, and he's working his craft. I haven't met, like I said, one person in this business that I don't like. I, everybody I've got, gotten along with, tried to get along with, worked as well as I could with, and, and I've always just walked out with a big smile on my face. I bet you're the same way as I am. I, you come across so many people uh, in this business of, of entertainment, and that's what radio is as well. Sure. The bottom line is – it's just fun to see people that are struggling, that are trying, and they're working hard, and they get the big break. Yeah. And, I, and by a big break, I'm not talking you, you end up being the lead in Mary Poppins Returns no. or something. Right. I'm just talking you maybe you get picked up by a series or something. Right. Oh, that's the ultimate goal. You know, that's, that, that is for me anyway, to get picked up by a series and at least do one season, do one run. That's all it would take. Yeah, because that's all you need to show people you know what you're doing. That's it. Well, you got to prove. Maybe the only thing that uh, that you have to do, and then you can turn around and retire. Okay, I got one minute left. Okay, got to get a SAG card. Yep, got to work to get a SAG card, but you got to have a SAG card to work. I'm SAG eligible. What's the way to do it? Um, basically, go through the Dallas office, um, pay the fees, and be done with it. You know. That's okay. Basically so it. now it's just paying fees. Huh? Now it's just paying the dues. Used to be you had to be in, you know, be on camera and stuff. Yeah. Now, well, once you get eligible and you have that eligibility from SAG and they send you your letter, you'll get a number that's associated with your your name, and that's your SAG number, and that number is basically valid until you know the end of time. Basically, as I, as I like to say, it's one of the biggest closed shops in the world. It is. <laughs> it, it really, really, really is. is. You know, I'll terrible. Join, I'll join SAG when the time comes, but for now, I'm just going to have fun. All right. Rick, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Dave. I, I, I always like having you here. You're former, 
uh, radio guy. You know how the biz works, and it's fun to have you on. You you feel nice and comfortable here, and thanks thank you. for making time today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. it. Make sure you go to his uh, Facebook page if you're into to acting. You want the break? You got to you got to you got to yeah. pay the dues, man. Yeah, go see Antiquities you. on the 26th yeah, and, and the Boo coming up at the joint. It'll be fun. Get get in touch with this guy. All right, Eric Coleman up next. My favorite artisan jeweler. This dude can make whatever you want, and uh, he's incredible. He's going to join us in the next hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Eric Coleman's here, one of my favorite jewelers in the whole wide world. Because you want to know why? Because this guy is so artistic, he can take. Don't do that. <laughs> he, you are. Yeah. You're an artisan. I mean. I could name some people off on my hand here and some names of people who've gone to your place and 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 had you build rings for their their wives and their significant others and stuff that uh, have nothing bad at all to say about you and everything good to say about you. Well, you know, we try to please our customers really uh, good. Well, here's sure. what they say. You know what they uh, all they, they, uh, Can you hear me over there? It's kind of going back and forth. Okay. Well, you don't need them on. If you don't want to put the cans on, you right. can take them off. But the bottom line is, does it, is, is you get a situation where people know you're trustworthy. Right. You tell them what you can do and you do it. And uh, then you've got this ability to envision what people tell you and make it reality in the jewelry that they want. I just had a customer come in, and she they want two sad, uh, Zodiac signs put together on a necklace in gold and with some diamonds on it. Cool. So it's the signature of the sign. So I said, well, we got to do it this way. This is what we're going to have to do in order to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I'll have to lay this on a piece of wax or a piece of uh, sheet metal and cut the emblems out and then fabricate and put it all together. So And it's they always, went. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what he wants. So or he wants, yeah, okay. Yeah, he wants that uh, for his wife. So, you know, it's always a challenge to figure something out sometimes, but that's what you do when you're a jeweler. You never know what you're getting into, and you have to think beyond the box. And when I talk about Eric, you know, you talk about jewelry, and you think about a guy wearing a little tiny, tiny hat on his head, kind of underneath a, a big bright light doing work with little (laughs) tiny tools and uh, what you don't know is that he's got thousands upon thousands of dollars of equipment right that he uses i mean you you've got torches and you got a plasma torch right a laser welder a laser welder all right on the premise you have to have it now you can't do you cannot do all the work that needs to be done without it okay so you have that and then today i uh, went over and had lunch at bj's I had to get that in there because I love BJ's. Yeah, pretty went over to BJ's and I and I did not have the catfish today, folks. I I had uh, taco soup and I had a grilled cheese sandwich. And it was excellent. And I ran into a listener. Let me tell you a real funny story. Guy standing up against the wall, and uh, he's waiting for a place to sit. Well, I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a booth at a seat for people. So I look at him. I catch his eye, and I said, "Want to come on over here and sit down?" Right. And he came over, sat down, and he goes, I appreciate it. I said, no problem, man. No reason to just stand there. And so we're we're, we're just chit-chatting and, and uh, 
he's going down to Biloxi, Mississippi for Thanksgiving. And I was talking about, you know, I went down to Biloxi when my brother was in the Air Force and at Keesler and all of that. And we were just talking, and it came out about that, uh, you know, I do radio. And he goes, what did you say your last name is? And I go, Dave Ellswick. And he goes, I listen to you a lot. And he says, it's cool to meet you. Yeah. And we sat there and just and just talked. I get ready to leave, and I get my bill. I get ready to get up, and he grabs my bill, and he says, "You've, you've, and in, in, you know, entertained me for so many hours in my car. I'll right. pick. I'll buy your lunch today." Well, that's great. It was nice. It was nice. You know, thing for him to do, but you know, it, it just was kind of a cool thing to happen. And these are we were talking about for you. All right, so you get a customer that comes in this afternoon. We won't say what they wanted, what they brought up or anything, but the bottom line was is that people just like to talk to you. They do. They come in, and I feel like I'm a bartender sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're taking taking their uh, their stories and and uh, and talking, and they're just yapping away at you about nothing well, about jewelry. They're talking about their lives. Well, I have to understand that uh, being in business is about relationships with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's what's more important than anything else. Right. Is uh, these relationships that I have formed over the years with uh, my customers. That's cool. Okay, yeah. so now I want you to talk to your customers because there's a lot of your customers listening right now because a lot of your customers are, are my customers on the radio. You had, you showed me a new uh, way that you do jewelry, design jewelry, and you've got... A lady that works with you, I think her her, Liz, her name's Elizabeth, right? Correct. correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you'll go in and you start telling, uh, talking to her, and she can sit you in front of this computer screen that he has. That's got like every conceivable jewelry idea ever thought okay. in people's minds. So I'll let you explain it. Okay, here's what it is, Dave. The situation in the jewelry industry is changing due to the millennials. A lot, a lot of it has to do with the millennials. They're shopping on the internet. Right. When they come into our uh, jewelry store, they have already figured out what it is that they want. They have it on their iPhone. They've and taken a picture of it, or they download. You know, and the guys who don't come in there, they don't have it on their phone. I have to go send them out to go get some, some more, do some more homework, and <laughs> okay. come back with some kind of an idea. Right. So what's happening is. Um, we bought out. We bought the CAD computer aided design. We have it set up in the front showroom with three chairs, so you can come in and we can design right in front of you what it is that you want to have made. Uh, there are so many different styles and designs that we can come up with. Um, we can even take your old gold and things like that. I do a lot of repurposing with grandmothers or mothers' diamonds and things sure. such as that, and we build a ring around that we come up with the idea if it's an engagement ring sure i just recently had an engagement ring uh he wanted to buy an oval diamond to go to the center so we used the rest of the diamonds from grandmother to go around it and made a scallop halo mm-hmm. which makes it look more vintagey and then so we also took the band on the sides and we engraved his grandmother's engraving that she had on this band we took and, and put the engraving on the, each side to wow match. so it was really nice Sounds nice. And now think about this, Dave. Think about being able to give something that really means something special to uh, your wife, future wife, uh, that has grandmother's diamonds in it. So I repurpose and I redesign and rework different things like that to put it in there. I even take their old gold. If I have to sit and fabricate a piece, I'll make the shank out of it. And then we'll work on the top or whatever, depending Mm -hmm. on what they have. 
So we can do anything when it comes to designing or making anything. There's three different ways of making jewelry, basically. One's fabrication or the fabrication of, of being able to solder, put things together, and make it by hand. Mm-hmm. Which you can do. Right. And the wax, we can either make the wax by hand or we can have the wax printed through our CAD so we can have the detail that you'll get from CAD. CAD gives us the details. It's like a you 3D those, printer. Yeah, you saw those prints. Today. Yeah, boy, they were awesome. And so uh, that's that's the way of the future. That's what's happening right now everywhere. All the stores are going to this. They have to because we have a younger generation group that wants everything custom made. So that's what we're doing. Well, this works, sure see, this we're... works out really well for you because you're a custom kind of guy. Right. Uh, you're right. That's what you love to do. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what we do. We do a lot of custom. So they'll come in with something. We'll discuss it with them. If we don't have something, then we'll, we'll do this. So we come up with an idea of what it is that you want to have done. Because anybody can open up a jewelry store and say, <laughs> I've got, uh, you know, uh, this particular brand of jewelry. Right. And they just send it to you and you agree to carry it or whatever and cut them in on the profit or whatever but you put it out on display but it's another thing to have somebody come in and tell you what they want and explain to you what something's in their head and listen to them and make it for them right but and the majority of my customers come in with an idea or something that they want to have made or put together they want to have a specific item done and so we sit down and we work that out with them. Mm-hmm. We, we were able to do that today with some a customer. But what I'm saying is that uh, the whole industry, jewelry industry, has changed a lot. It's not the we a lot of we have a lot of stores that are going out of business. If you don't know how to do custom design, you're not going to stay in business. That's just it, Dave. Because we have all these people that come in the store now, and they've already figured out what the stone they want. What they already figured out the ring, what they want to have made, and they bring us the pictures. Yeah, they want something <clears throat> that they call their own, not that something right. – they don't want to show up at a dinner party, so to speak, and sit down and you're eating dinner and you raise your hand to take a bite and the other woman across from you does the same thing and you're both wearing the same ring. Correct. It's like wearing the same dress to the same party. Not good, typically. Not good. No. They want something different. Everybody well, wants I don't blame them. They want it because Absolutely. They're, they're, they're making a style for themselves. They want their a different personality. It's all That's what it's about. Well, let's talk about the lady that we talked about today. Yeah, you showed me. Right. They came in with two of her friends, and yeah. they were talking about, I don't know, was it engagement well, Two of the girls were engaged. The other one's looking. Okay. And so that she comes in my store about five clock 5 15 5 30 i don't know three girls come in mm-hmm. and i'm standing there and i've talked to them you know and i'm giving advice and talking to them about what did and they fell in love with some of my jewelry whether she's getting engaged when they she looked down and she saw that rose gold ring that i had with a diamond in it oh i love this no I, no what's that oh yeah that this is something that we handmade this is a this is what you call a rose cut diamond with a halo around it set in rose gold. Mm-hmm. But the diamond it itself is natural. Way. It's not white. It's a blackish steel looking color. Yeah. It's a beautiful stone. And it sits real low on the finger. So if you're putting gloves on or whatever, it right. won't catch on them. And that's what she loved about it. So okay. You got two choices for this guy to come in to pick out which choice you want. Well, I know what she wants. Correct. If, if I give him a card. She comes back. He comes back, and he gets it. That's how it works. 
But it was uh, non- very, very unusual ring. And so was the other one, though. Yeah. The other one you had yeah. was unique looking. It was gorgeous. I mean, under the lights, it just looked on fire. That's because the lights are really good, Dave. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it looked on yeah, fire. They're 55Ks. Of the sunlight. I got sunlights in my store. <laughs> yeah. They look beautiful. It looks, I mean, I'm just telling you, it looked like it was reflecting fire from inside of it and we've got a lot of new jewelry in the store a lot of new things to look at uh i just showed the lady some diamond bead necklaces that i have and these they're beautiful they're absolutely gorgeous my wife happens to have one and she wears it out she sits across the restaurant from me you know across the not the restaurant but she's in a restaurant but she sits across the table and i say oh my gosh those diamonds just are real sparkly you know yeah yeah beautiful diamonds and you look at her you neck. know you're a beautiful woman but that that necklace makes you look <laughs> godly you look yeah. wonderful yeah that makes for a great dinner afterwards doesn't it right. <laughs> let's take a break eric coleman's my guest uh we're gonna have him here if you got a question about diamonds or how do you know what's a good diamond or what's not such a good that. date you know let's talk about that i don't want you to get screwed uh, over the holidays, because some of you are going to try to try to save money, and what you're going to do is set yourself up for failure, especially if you're going to go out and you're going to go hunting for diamonds on the Internet. We'll tell you why that's not a good idea as we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, Uncle Sam is uh, licking his chops right now. He can't wait for you to retire because he could tax you at every turn. Why don't you think about this for a moment? He's going to do taxes on your IRA and 401K. Because you probably are like about everybody else. You take that money before it's been taxed and you put it in your IRA or your 401k. Well, when you take that money out, the federal government wants their slice of that money. And maybe taxes when you take it out are higher than the taxes when you put it in. Taxes on your Social Security benefits and taxes on your investment income as well. It could be a field day for the government unless you take the steps now to defend yourself. You're invited to a special one-time screening of the documentary film, The Power of Zero, The Tax Train is Coming. Government officials, economists, and financial experts spill the beans on why you'll pay much higher taxes in retirement with your IRA, your 401k, and Social Security benefits, plus why it's critical you take the action now or be left with a fraction of your retirement savings. This is a one-time screening only. The special one-time event happens Thursday, November 29th at 6.30 at UA Breckenridge right here in Little Rock. Admission is free. Hosted by David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show. You hear him on Saturdays right here at 101.1, The Answer, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. If you've saved $500,000 for retirement, call to reserve your free ticket now, 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. All right, we got about four minutes remaining here in this half hour. And our guest, uh, of course, Eric Coleman. And uh, he is a jeweler here in town. Give, tell them where you're located at, Eric. Well, I'm located at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, and Hillcrest. If, if you probably uh, have passed me some and didn't even know I was there because it, they all look the same, the stores in the front look the same. 
Right. But I'm having a big diamond sign put up, Dave. That's going to be a neon sign, so it'll, Ooh. it'll be pretty, and it'll uh, get some attention. I like that. Good. Well, you got to be able to give people some way of figuring out where exactly you're at. I bet you there's people listening right now that are going to make sure Monday morning they come by. What time do you open up? I open up at 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're open s- until when? 10 till 6. And uh, I usually close about 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock on Saturdays, depending on the, the weather or whatever's going on. All right. So tomorrow you can go by and, and see Eric. Is there... Is there a phone number they can call and you yeah, can sure. make an appointment to see you? Uh, yeah, anytime you want to make an appointment, like, for example, uh, for, for Diamonds, you can just give me a call at 501-246-3655. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to have something designed, just call me up and let me know when you'll be coming in. Make sure that we're preparing ourselves for that. And we'll sit down with the CAD. We'll go over the design with you, and we'll make something beautiful for you. Okay, you tell them you're going to sit down with them. With a CAD, explain to them again what the CAD is. That's uh, computer-aided design. So we bought a software system called CounterSketch Studio, and we have a we have all these pieces and parts that we can put together and make things with. Also, we have a uh, uh, we could fabricate it if we need to fabricate it. Sometimes I'll just sit down and just do it myself. Uh, but that's what I usually do is uh, fabricate. All right, create. <clears throat> What I'd like to talk to uh, uh, is about some of these young men that are out there for just a minute. I'd like for you to to give them a little bit of my, my advice advice on how to, to go about with the engagement ring process. First of all, I have people that come in that do not have a clue as to what she wants. Okay? This is probably one of the most uh, important things that you need to find out from your fiancé or future fiancé, or you can find it out from her friends or from her mother. They probably have already been looking at engagement rings, and she probably has that picture already on that telephone. Right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it works that way. Well, this guy didn't know. He didn't know what cut diamond. He didn't know. I said, okay, I want you to go back. I want you to find this, some of this information out. I want you to do some homework and come back. He came back. She she wanted a peach-colored sapphire. Okay. Okay. That's, that's so, important to know. know that? He didn't know that. He didn't have a clue. Yeah. 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 So try to find out and figure out kind of what it is that she does want, you know. Um, we sell all kinds of different colored stones for engagement rings. Morganite happens to be a real popular one right now, set in rose gold. Uh, peach sapphires, blue-green sapphires. Um, uh, any any kind of stone can be used for an engagement ring along with diamonds. We do carry uh, some diamonds. <clears throat> but find these things out first before you walk in the store because you're going to be finding out for the rest of your life. <laughs> what it is that you need to do for her all right and get you, right. you hold that thought okay. we got gra- we got to get an update on the news and we'll be back with more time with eric well lots of big changes have been going on over at horton's orthotics and prosthetics i talk about them uh constantly gary uh horton who is the uh the patriarch of the business he's the father uh who started the business back in the in the 80s uh you know, he's done great things. I call him the godfather of prosthetics here in Arkansas. He's the man who developed uh, with NASA the articulating knee so that your prosthetic, you can bend at the knee like just normal. Uh, he's got a 3D printer. He's making uh, huge strides with that. They're just waiting for them to get the material uh, strong enough to just print out your prosthetic, which is going to be revolutionary. Uh, when it happens, and uh, they're really big on helping women 
who have suffered from breast cancer and have lost breasts because of the disease or have had their breasts removed because uh, their DNA says that somewhere along the line they will have the disease. And now they've got a whole area designed just for you at the 12th Street location here in Little Rock. Gives you the privacy and comfort you need while you're being fitted. And it's all because Horton prides itself on their relationships. We are just talking uh, with Eric about how businesses are about relationships. And just to tell you this, when you're dealing with, you know, women who have had, uh, you know, mastectomies and things of that nature, well, you're talking relationships that you need to have with people. So Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics wants to serve you, wants you to stop by and visit with them and see how they can help you. They provide a lifetime of support. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Eric Coleman, my guest, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry is where uh, he does his business. Again, he's right over in the Hillcrest area. He is on Cavanaugh. Uh, give him the exact address uh, again. That's 3000 Cavanaugh. It's in that big uh, three-story building that used to be a church at one time a long time ago, and I'm right beside La Terraza Restaurant. Okay, you can find him. My suggestion uh, if you're coming in and you want to talk to him about a ring, if you're wanting to talk to him about you know diamonds or other gemstones, things of that nature, call up and make an appointment so you know he'll have the, the necessary time to sit down with you and discuss it with you. And, and he'll probably give you some pointers of stuff he'd, he calls it homework, that he'd like you to come in with these <laughs> ideas in your head so that you can tell him what it is you're looking for. The phone number is 501 246 3655. If you'd like to see some of his work, he's got a Facebook page. Yeah, sure. Go to facebook.com slash Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Got the website as well. And and take a look at his work. I'm going to tell you, you don't think you're going to look at it for three minutes and be done. You're going to start seeing stuff and going, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, that's even cooler. You know, that's the way it, no. it works. <laughs> and then I was talking, I was over there talking to, to Eric today and for instance, we were talking about gemstones, and we were talking about diamonds specifically. And he took me on his computer, and he types in. He's he, he's got a he's pays a lot of money for this one particular uh, website that he uses. And you type in like he he typed in a one carat up to a three carat, right? Two hundred and seventy six pages of diamonds, right? And I have no idea how many. How many page? How many diamonds were on each page? So but it's amazing. What we do, Dave, <clears throat> is we have a wholesale price sheet. Of things that we can find that we are because we are jewelers, and because we are members of the Jewelers Board of Trade, and because that we pay for this. Yes, but I can go in there and see and look at all these thousands of different diamonds. Most of them I, I click on are all GIA. I try to find the G, the good GIA. Explain GIA. Gemological Institute of America. That's the best, one of the better certificates out there. It's a great school, by the way. Right. And, but one of the things I have found out uh, recently is a lot of these certificates that are being put out, some that are overseas, like EGL, uh, there are some actually GIA that's being put out through India. They have a facility over in India that some of these certificates are not correct okay so we really look at the stone when it comes in to see and compare it with the paper that we have to make sure it's done correctly because you cannot trust 
what's going on in, in the industry when it comes to buying diamonds. That's why you never shop on the Internet. You never shop on the Internet because what you may see or you think you see is not the picture of that diamond. What they do is what the – like I could say Blue Nile, I guess – is a lot of the diamonds that are being sold on the Internet are the diamonds that jewelers do not want. I have caught, talked to many, many people that are up in New York that are diamond dealers, and they tell me this is what's going on. So if you really think that you're going to get a really great deal by buying off the Internet, and when the diamond comes in, you're welcome to bring it to me. I'll be glad to tell you what it is. Um, and I've had some people that's come in the store and they wanted the advice on that. Yeah, you. I mean, look, <clears> if, if, can, if you got the diamond, you can put it under a microscope and show them. Yeah, I can. But the, generally what's off is it's a bluff stone. It's called a bluff or a, 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 a not the girdle edge is really thick. It's been cut way out of proportion. It's not appropriate. So the most important factor when you do buy a diamond is the cut. Okay, besides having the clarity and the color, you want to make sure that's correct. Mm-hmm. The cut determines the overall brilliancy of the stone. It also determines the value, okay, depending on what cut it is. I'm with some you. cuts are more than other cuts. Of course. Uh, uh, so some some are more, do you pick out the radiant or do you pick out the emerald cut stone, which is going to look best over time. What stone, was that, what I, if I gave somebody advice, I'd say radiant. It would be elongated like this emerald. It'll fit this, and it'll, but it'll look better because because the woman always likes to bling. Well, you want it. I mean, right. when I look at time, any kind of gemstone, I want it to sparkle. Right. So what I do is I transfer my knowledge over to the individual that I'm speaking to and let them understand what it is exactly that they have before they even purchase the diamond because I want them to understand the value of that diamond, why it's valuable. I want them to understand what it is. Well, we also, you're going to get give some education is what you're saying. Right, here. I pass on my knowledge to uh, individuals all the time. It doesn't matter if it's colored stones, diamonds. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a graduate gemologist. My associate, Elizabeth, is the same. And we uh, sit down and we uh, explain that to the customer so they'll have more comfort. They'll understand what we're doing. And it, that makes them feel comfortable and understanding, okay? Yeah. Okay. So what I, I'd like you to talk a little bit about is about these, you know, and it doesn't have to be just a guy. It can be a, a lady as well that comes sure. in looking for a particular stone or whatever, you know, or maybe doesn't have a clue under God's blue sky what exactly they want to do. That that That's the first thing you've got to break through is knowing exactly what the customer is looking for and then tell them, well, I understand what you're saying, but understand that might not be the best way to go. Well, it depends on, if, like, if it's a piece of quartz or something. But what I do is I ask them, I say, well, what, if you don't want a diamond, what color, stone, what color do you like? Mm-hmm. Then I'll try to figure out what's the hard stone, what will last a long time. Usually it's a sapphire or a spinel. A tourmaline would work as well. Some things like that would work. So I try to figure out what they would like to do. That's why I say kind of study up on it, you know, before you come in and let's look at some stones and things. And I I can call them up and get stones in and put overnight. Mm -hmm. Diamonds come in overnight, you know, anytime somebody wants a diamond. Okay. But I just think that uh, if they'll come into the store, they'll introduce themselves to us. We'll have a relationship. Right. And that relationship gets stronger and stronger. And I help people out when i'm working with people yeah well here's the key you're going to spend money for that ring you want that ring you don't want to put the ring on 
uh, you're engaged, you know, your fiance or on your wife or whatever, and she, and she hasn't had anything to put into it. You've done it for her, and then she looks at it, and you can look at her face. Oh well, yeah. And tell, whoops, that's not exactly well, that's what she why, was looking that's for. That's why we go back to the <laughs> to the very beginning of making understanding what it is they really do want. It's very important, especially if she's going to wear that ring the rest of her life. Ladies, tell your tell your and, you know boyfriends that may be ready to pop the question. Uh, come and see Eric. Uh, I'm just telling you. And oftentimes, what I do, I says, they, I says, why don't you pick out the diamond and then let her work around that diamond? I'll put it in a simple solitaire. You can get this for her, and then you can come back in, and we can look at bountings mm-hmm. and ha- let her ha- be a part of the process. Right, makes sense. All right, let's take a final break. We're almost out of time. It's amazing I have Eric in. It goes so fast. Going to have him back in in a couple of weeks as well because there's a lot of different things to talk about. Jewelry is one of those items that people spend a lot of money on as we move into this time of year. I just wanted to say, Dave, I'm doing also a – I'm giving away James Hayes Christmas ornaments to any $500 purchase or more that get this free Christmas ornament to, to put in her stocking for her. Okay. Okay. So that's I'm going to be. I, I'm I do gonna it every be, year. I, I told, I told Eric this today. I have no clue who James Hayes is, but if the women like it, oh, they like it. You want to get yeah, it for them? Yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you guys. And you know, hey, it's a stocking stuff. You know, how often do you think about putting stuff in the stocking? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think about it. I put candy and lumps of coal. Oh, really? No. I, I <laughs> orange, apple, orange, orange, apple. Orange, apple. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> as that was a kid. That's about as far as I go. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got uh, about uh, 14 minutes until 6. Eric will be back for another segment. Got a question? 823-0965. All right, 12 minutes until uh, 6 o'clock. 12 minutes until it's the weekend. Until we get off. The weekend. It's Friday. Yes, I'm looking. It's Friday. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. Car and truck doctors will be here. I'll be here with them. We'll do an hour of giving you some really good information. With the weather getting as cold as it did here recently and then warming up, uh, we want to just go over some things that you better be careful about. This can really screw with your battery of your car. I'll just let you know that. All right. So that's for tomorrow. For today, though. We've got Eric Coleman here from Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Let me just give you the phone number again, 501-246-3655. If you're a guy looking for an engagement or a wedding band or maybe you're looking for the whole shooting match. Or a gift. Yeah, just or, a or gift. just a gift. Yeah, maybe you just got a friend. It's Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. It is that time. doesn't seem like it should be here already, but it is. And then, um, you know, you want to go over to uh, 3000 Kavanaugh and see Eric and talk to him. Call that number and set yourself up a time uh, for uh, an appointment to talk with him. So he'll have the time to give you the necessary. I mean, you walk in and he's got other, got the full shop. He's got that time set up yeah, for you. Yeah, some people think I'm just a repair shop, but I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I do everything and I have, you know, a nice little store. And that's what I wanted in Hillcrest. Yeah, everything that you need. Yeah, I've got everything there. Get everything done. One-stop place. That's right. That's good. That's good. But as you listen, I want you to understand, he believes in relationships. Right. You know, he'll get to know you. You'll get to know him. 
uh, he'll know what you're looking for. He'll know your likes and your dislikes, and that's important. Well, everything in the jewelry-related business is built on trust. Mm-hmm. You have to have trust. You, you know, so if if you have a diamond or something, and we're going to work on that diamond, we take a picture of everything. We document everything that comes into the store. If I see something wrong with that, I'll put it underneath the microscope, and I'll show you. I'll show you what kind of diamond you have. Uh, it's amazing to me how many people have never seen their actual diamond in the magnification. Really? Really. They said they've never looked at it. Well, okay, let me show you something cool about this diamond. Okay. And that, that what that does is that identifies that stone of theirs with the inclusion, perhaps, or whatever it is, but it's going to be something different that she's never seen before. And I, and I like inclusions. I like some inclusions. <laughs> yeah. Because well. I'm a graduate gemologist, and I like, the, I like to look at inclusions. So you you like the natural is what I you're like saying, the natural, I and like that's everything. important. All right. Yeah. So again, I want you to go back and impress upon our listeners. I know you've done a lot of shopping on the internet, but there are certain things you probably shouldn't shop for on the internet. Diamonds and colored gemstones and stuff are one of those. Yes. What's happening in the market, Dave, is we have a factories that are being built in China of 100,000 square foot factories with one diamond machine after another that's making the diamonds. They're growing the diamonds. And what they're doing is they're taking these diamonds and cutting them and dumping them in the market. Now, when they, I say dumping them in the market, I'm saying they're mixing them with natural diamonds as well. The diamonds have to be tested in order for us to figure out what we have. So if I get a, receive a parcel in the store, I need to go through it and check it with a machine. Um, the evaluation of these particular diamonds, let's say for one carat for a synthetic diamond, De Beers has decided to put these on the market for themselves and start selling them at $800 per carat for synthetic diamonds. So the value of the diamond is nowhere compared to that of a natural diamond. Okay. And you want a natural diamond to give to your wife. Right. If you think that a synthetic version of a diamond is going to be worth anything in the future, it will not. Okay? Now, if you, if you feel comfortable with that, that's okay. You know, if you want to get a synthetic diamond you to come in, you and I'll, I'll order you one. It's not a problem. But I'm just saying that their value will cease and go down and down. Okay? Yeah, we just want to make sure that you understand that what you think you might be getting, you're not getting right. what you think. Yeah, even though that grade, when it comes up, uh, and that um, when you're going to purchase that diamond, and you get the diamond in, it doesn't look quite like what you think it's going to look like. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I can stand across the counter and have three or four different diamonds for you to look at at one time and see the difference, and I'll tell you what the difference are. And the difference always depends upon the cut of the stone. Okay. So I'd like for you to come by, just introduce yourself, come by the store and see us and see what we have this Christmas. We have a lot of different handmade gifts that we hand make, a lot of different things in the store. And uh, if you have something that you would have made, this would be the time that you need to come see me and get that made before Christmas. Bring a picture. Yeah, picture helps. (laughs) If you want. Or an idea. Bring me an idea, something out of it. Let me say something else. If you're going to go see... Eric, and you've got something unique you want him to make, go see him now. Yes. Do not wait until two days before Christmas. It ain't going to happen. No, sir. And I may not, you know, just but. It might be tough right now for you to create 
some things that uh, some people want. Well, I have enough time right at the moment. I can do it in two weeks probably. Uh, it just takes a little bit of time. But what's, your, what's your cutoff, would you say? <clears throat> I would say my cutoff date on anything that's going to be custom is going to be around the 15th, but I have made some things between that last week uh, about fabricating and putting something together for them. Now, now, when you do that, do you put on your Santa outfit? No. <laughs> <laughs> we did have, I, did, I did unload the uh, Christmas decorations, and there were some uh, Santa hats in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. I'd probably catch the... You know the hat on fire. And you make a torch, make, you know. <laughs> make Elizabeth a, a little elf or whatever yeah. to sit around. Yeah. Wear those funky shoes. And then I need to come by and see Elizabeth too and meet her. You know she's joyful. She's nice. Yeah. She's very nice. And she's. She'll shake your hand. Just be ready. Yeah, she's a <laughs> Navy uh, veteran. Firm she handshake. Navy and, Firm handshake. Yeah. We'll bring her on one time with you. Okay, that'll be fun. But anyway, uh, I just, I've just wanted to kind of cover all of these. These. We do this with uh, with Eric ever so often because it's important that you get what you're looking for yeah. and you get what you're paying for. Nothing drives me crazier than to buy something and find out that what I bought isn't what I thought I bought. Oh, yeah, it's bad, isn't it, Dave? It makes and, you irritated. And, you know, the colored stone markets, you know, it's just going crazy right now with the different things. And there's so many scams going on. It's just I, – but I, I get all this information that comes in off the Internet yeah. uh, to me from Jewelers Alliance, Vigilante, and all that stuff, seeing what's going on. And so it, it is good to have somebody that you can trust and go to and say, hey, this is this, this is what that, that is. Or maybe you heard something and you want to find <laughs> out, you know, does it have some real validity to it? You know, if you can't stop by, call him and ask him, 501-246-3655. He's looking to be your jeweler. Yeah, I want you to be your jeweler, and I want you, you – because, look, it's hard to find a good jeweler, okay? It, it really is. I have people tell me that on a daily basis all the time, you know, to, to do something that needs to be done. Right. So I could do that as well. been doing it for 40 years, Dave. You're like 40, me. I know. 40 years. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not getting young, are we? No. I get younger, but that's all right. <laughs> part of the part of the process is yeah. I, just the way it works out. Eric's always a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Dave. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I'm going to have him on a couple of more times. Uh, make sure you don't miss him because it's kind of like a seminar on how to make sure to do jewelry in a way that you'll be happy with what you end up with. Again, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry is 3,000 Cavanaugh. It's up in the Heights. No, uh, it's in Hillcrest. Hillcrest, Hillcrest pardon Hillcrest, me. Yeah. I get the two of them mixed up. I'm sorry. Heights is on the other side of Kentral, and the other side of Kentral is the Hillcrest. Okay. Pretty much like that. Okay. Yeah. Which is the better side? Your side, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> 501-246-3655. Hey, remember that uh, the Lord gave you a whole week of life. Give him one day on sunday also don't forget next week on tuesday the bible guys will be here and they will be talking about hanukkah that's coming up uh in the near future on the dave ellswick show have a great weekend i'll talk to you monday at two o'clock three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.